All right, so we should be recording here. Sunday Scaries. Yeah, right. That's a version of it. I like it. You got yeah. like the synths from a horror movie. In yeah, yeah, that's the idea. There's a couple of different versions. We'll we'll, we'll play around with it. Okay. Uh, hey, hey everyone. Uh, the weekend's over. It's time to start stressing about about the work week and all the things you got to do tomorrow, Monday. So why not take the edge off with a great, or in this case, a terrible horror movie? Um, that's what we're here to do today. It's uh, it's the week of St. Patrick's Day, and we just got done watching Leprechaun. 1993. 1993, the first in in a in a giant franchise. Uh, my name is Travis. I'm hanging out with Tyler. Uh, this is Scary Sunday Scaries. Today we have Daniel back again. Hey. Hey, <laughs> uh, Daniel again uh, works in the industry as a screenwriter, uh, production assistant, um, audio tech. I've done it all. Fucking everything. Yeah. Film festival volunteer. Yeah. Uh, professional chair mover upper of stairs. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe. Did you just help me with that? We yeah. Did, that was that day. That? that was that day at the Oak Cliff Film Festival where me and Kyra had each had like I had had like four or five beers and we were upstairs at the Texas Theater mm-hmm. and he was like, Hey, you want to help me move forty chairs downstairs it, into the back of this fucking trailer it's, real quick? It's so like, like, true story it, it's like we had this big thing it was it's an event i'm i'm like the dedicated sober person once all the movies are done it's like everybody get drunk and have fun which i love but i'm the person that's like okay i have to like clean up the concessions booth gonna dad and, it. and so yeah a little yeah. bit and like once it's done because they'll drink until 3 4 a.m mm-hmm. i'm like cool i can, can play catch up yeah i can go grab a drink and, and do all that but like i thought i was done and they call me in they're like hey we got to clear out the theater, the upstairs theater at the Texas is like they had they hadn't had their seats built in yet. Yeah, so this they is had folding the, chairs. The top theater had yeah they had like a temporary chair. So they had like forty <laughs> folding chairs, chairs, and they're like, we got to get it in the van. And I was like, what are you talking about? Who's gonna move forty folding chairs? I just let everyone go. And they're like, like, well, there's your answer. It has to go, and it has to go in like five minutes. I was like. Who is going to help me move 40 folding chairs? And I looked around, and I was just like, my, my I, drunk I, only will. people I actually <laughs> personally know. And I was the whole time, I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I'll buy you a drink. Like, I owe you big time. Just help me move these folding chairs real fast. I was so, I was more than happy to help, but it was just also the fact that it was like, it was like midnight. And like I said, I was like four or five beers deep. And this was also walking up and down the dark staircase of the Texas Theater, which was just, built just way back yeah, in the beginning of the 20th century. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, if I don't end myself today, you know, I'll, I'll be surprised. And but, Travis uh, and I stayed friends. Yeah, we did. After that, I stayed your friend. You we got, here. we got drunk that night. Yeah, we did we're get, just like yeah. screaming at each other. Man, Oakland Film Festival, man. It was a good night. Um, yeah, so today we're talking about Leprechaun. Uh, man, this is a this is a fucking movie. Um, so 1993, directed by Mark Jones. Uh, this comes out featuring uh, Jennifer Aniston in her feature film debut. Um, we'll get into it a little bit more, but uh, there there's some uh, discussion to be said about to be had about um, did this you know launch her career? You know, would would we have the Jennifer Aniston that we know and love today without you know the the treasure that is Leprechaun? Um, I think you could definitely argue. That we wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we would. Not, not, not the version of her that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so before we dive into this, like, you, you you guys have seen this before, right? Or I don't uh, know. Maybe over a decade ago. Yeah, like it's my first my time. My dad made really? me watch it probably too young. Really? <laughs> Based on my rewatch, I was like, I can't believe I watched this. There's some kind of mature elements kid. in there, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's been a long time. I didn't remember most of it, but rewatched it this morning, got a fresh... This is my first time ever. Really? That surprises me, actually. I know. Yeah, is, I've seen a lot of things. This is one the, of those trash classics that... Leprechaun be on... did escape my grasp. So when you yeah. texted me, I was like, 
of course I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if I needed a reason. Yeah. Right. Like, this is the reason I need it. Mm. If I didn't, I probably would just keep putting it off <laughs> and just suffer the indignity of people being like, you haven't seen Leprechaun? Yeah, the, like, the, the sheer indignity <laughs> of having not seen Leprechaun. How yeah, it's a great <laughs> sentence. Like, yeah. hearing it out loud, you're like... Okay. Yeah. It's all right. It is. It is. A, it, it's a yeah. So objectively, um, you know, for, first reactions, it's, it's objectively maybe not a, a great movie. Um, I, I was I was entertained, right? Regardless, but it was not. I wouldn't give it any accolades. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but I think the yeah the experience, much like many horror movies, the experience of watching this movie, I think, is what it's all about. Um, it's yeah. yeah. Uh, we're not we're not necessarily analyzing this for its uh yeah its its cinema prowess or mm. you know credentials or anything, but it's yeah, not it's here fun... to be critical per yeah. se. But it was a blast to watch. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I will it, say, like, I think about it in terms of its peers too. Is like it's mm-hmm. not trying to play on that mm-hmm. yeah. like that big stage of like we're a big horror movie. It's it's intentionally like this mm-hmm. is cheap and we do it to make money in a lot of ways. And the director himself was like, I did it because I got to direct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and we'll get into that more um, about Mark Jones and sort of the background yeah. of uh, this they movie. Made, they made plenty of money. Yeah, they did. Oh exactly. God, they made so much money. money on this movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, like I said, uh, we'll get to that at the end here. So, um, yeah, this movie starts out uh, with this opening sequence um, that actually, after listening to that interview that you showed me here um, a little while ago, um, I kind of learned, uh, so this was actually tacked on to the end of the movie, or to the beginning of the movie after production had wrapped and everything. Um, they finished sort of filming all the primary um, photography, I guess, for this this film and then uh came back and we're like well let's tack on this uh, this intro sequence basically they wrote like in a little two-page script um we get this like cave setting right at the beginning where um we have the, this this ominous you know opening with uh, warwick davis you know fucking killing it in mm-hmm. in his in his will will become you know legacy franchise role as, as the leprechaun um Which he's is, yeah through, still... through my research mm-hmm. looking back at warwick davis roles mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he was the first Ewok that Leia comes upon. Oh, yeah, Star Wars fame. And he wasn't cast to be the first one. Mm -hmm. He was cast to be a Ewok or an Ewok. Um, But then the lead Ewok uh, couldn't make it for some reason. So then he got pushed into lead Ewok um, position. Yeah, that's, um, that's so first That's Ewok why they fan. give like George Lucas a shout out at the end of the credits. Yeah, he gets a <laughs> George. Yeah, he gets special thanks to George Lucas. Yeah, there, there's a lot of that like weird overlapping. Um, I guess like obligations that you know these the actors in this film had to like other pran- other mm. properties. There's other always studios. like room to play with these things because yeah. yeah. they don't think like they don't think George Lucas is gonna watch this thing. He does a million. Th- he has so yeah. much going on. It's '93. Yeah. So he's like, mm-hmm. he's got a Star Wars money. They like, they're set. Yeah. So like, well, they don't think he's well, actually gonna watch it. Warwick kept it going too. Yeah. I also found out that he's the one of few actors that was shown in every single Harry Potter film. Oh yeah, he yeah. plays the. I'm uh, not a big Harry Potter guy, but you know some of the capitalist uh, goblins. Mm-hmm. He plays capitalist goblins. Yeah. They're like bankers. No, right? no, they I are, agree. Yeah, That's a great they, sentence. There's somewhat. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love rewatching Harry Potter with like, uh, like, because you know, like Kyra's like uh, loves. You know, a lot of people our age, you know, are, have that nostalgic attachment to it and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess I don't rewatch them that often because I've, I've been bored of them for you know a really long time. But the most recent, my, my most recent like fun thing that I do when we watch it is just to kind of like pick out all of what is clearly like J.K. Rowling's, you know, sort of like you know aside from her other problematic issues and stuff like her her uh posh um like white perspective from mm-hmm. a british like you know, thing and like the the goblins at green clearly being like a caricature for jewish pe- bankers yeah. and stuff oh, of course. <laughs> 
a, I'm sorry, really I didn't that realize one. that until you um, just no. said. I also yeah. like I haven't watched the movies in a while, yeah. and they don't they don't they only go back to the banks like in one or two of the two or three of the total movies. Yeah, it's like so right I at the forget beginning, about it. and yeah. I think like the like at but the end. Some, but I, I love is in every film somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. I can't tell you exactly where. I love capitalist goblins. They don't believe in labor laws. These yeah. goblins. Yeah, we could spend some time. Yeah, I, I do want to unravel what the economic situation of the wizarding world is like because there is something weird to be said about. But like, it's really the, goblins, yeah. leprechauns. There's some prosthetic similarities. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's it's all in there. Um, so yeah, we get this really sick opening uh, uh, theme with uh, Warwick Davis, you know, coming down the stairs. This is, I think, you know, where we get the poster too. Um, the poster for this movie fucking rocks. Yeah. I think it is one of the biggest things. I remember seeing that actually like a blockbuster when I was a kid and stuff. And then you know, just even going back and you know, looking at the movie now, I'm like, yeah, this this poster fucks, man. Mm-hmm. Like this the... movie is actually a perfect example of how marketing can mm-hmm. just like sell the hell out of your you exactly. can make so much more money if you market it right yeah because the trailer for this film too that's what that's something in that interview with mark jones talks about he's like man i wish i had made that movie that the trailer makes it seem like it makes it seem like a really good cool horror movie um sold the tickets yeah exactly um so yeah uh, after we get that cool like little opening sequence we kind of get this uh this first scene here which is sort of like a prologue to the events of the movie um we meet uh daniel o'grady who uh shows up in a limousine to his country home um apparently out yeah in north dakota already i guess he you know is an irish immigrant out to north dakota um he shows up in a limousine um and his wife comes out you know saying what's what, what's gotten into you mr I'm, should I, I don't know if i can do an irish accent throughout. i'm not gonna try okay i what's, don't want to piss anybody off what's gotten into you mr o'grady um yeah. but they but, make it very clear because he's sucking down half a bottle of jameson as he gets, <laughs> he gets out, out of the car throws it on the ground slams. and then they show it jameson yeah it's like branded man it is yeah we're <laughs> product we're, placement we're right we're irish right at the very beginning here uh that being said too i think yeah we're enjoying some Guinness. We're trying to get in the spirit of the holiday here, and it's uh, I'm, I'm a little hungover. I'm not gonna lie, but I'll power through it. Um, <laughs> so I'm, strong. I'm very, I'm very so not hungover. <laughs> I feel very alive. Yeah, it's that, that that hour of sleep we lost last night too. Like really hurt oh, me. Yeah, yeah I, forgot, uh, I didn't realize that was gonna happen today. Um, so we get up, we get up to the house, this nice country little house here. Where Mr. O'Grady gets out. Um, he reveals to his wife that the uh, I guess the packages that he's been has has had shipped back to him from Ireland uh, do not contain the ashes of his deceased mother. Um, he cracks open an urn and inside is a little pouch full of gold. Uh, he reveals that gold. he's uh, <laughs> it's his gold. <laughs> uh, he reveals that he managed to uh, catch a leprechaun and uh, because of the way that the rules of catching a leprechaun worked, he uh, now is in possession of his gold. Um, I remember, like, when I was rewatching this, I was, like, getting that little exposition and stuff, and, uh, Mr., you know, Grady starts explaining that, and I was like, man, I kinda, I kinda wanna see that movie, like, the Artemis been... Fowl. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, yeah. That's the sure, first that thing is? I yeah. thought of. <laughs> I was like, uh, this is Eowyn Colfer's Artemis Fowl, yeah. the first one. Uh-huh. The whole point. Damn, that's a throwback. Books, man. It yeah. is. Yeah. They're great novels. Another book series kid, they're ruined by a movie that didn't, <laughs> didn't do I didn't watch it. Yeah. The whole point of the, the first book is he like holds a fairy hostage to get their gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, those books, yeah, those were but really But that's good also books. a heist. It's a, they're heist novels. Mm-hmm. I don't, anyone who has kids, I recommend them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I might go back and reread them. Yeah. I'll probably like some, be like, this is for teenagers. Yeah, some of my early like elementary, middle school like reading. That's, so that's my that's my cool. leprechaun world yeah. I'm living in. I only know them through these like fantasy children's books. Yeah, I've never seen them like evil and malevolent. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's fun about this movie is uh yeah, so the idea that Mark Jones created a lot of his own lore, I guess, to to, yeah. to fulfill uh all the the rules of the leprechaun, you know, how he how he can be killed and such. Um so 
we uh, we're, we're at the old house of the O'Grady's here. Um, Mrs. O'Grady is, is appropriately skeptical of her husband, uh, talking about fantasy and leprechauns and such. Um, but being a, a good Irish housewife, I guess, offers to make him some tea. Uh, so they go inside. Um, we get uh, this ominous owl hooting thing, which will become a, 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 a trope, uh, I guess, throughout the film later on. Um, and then we get sort of our first uh, malevolent acts of the leprechaun, where he starts, uh, he, he, he uses his power of, uh, of voice acting to... Uh, of mimicry. Yeah, he yeah. mimics a little girl singing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Um, this is actually like a pretty, I don't know... The, it was a pretty creepy part. Like mm-hmm. in another, I guess in the the first version of this movie, which was apparently supposed to be way more horror heavy, less comedy heavy. Um, I could definitely see some of those elements coming out here, where it's like this is legitimately could be a scary, you know, s- scene setup. Um, and it is a little creepy, like you know, especially with some of the nineteen nineties aesthetics that are brought into this. Um, the leprechaun lures Mrs. O'Grady downstairs uh, into the basement by singing "Mary Had a Little Lamb" in the voice of a little girl. Um, so she goes and approaches a suitcase which the leprechaun has presumably been trapped in by mr o'grady um she says i'm trapped in the suitcase uh, please let me out um mrs o'grady foolishly goes and opens the suitcase and outbursts warwick davis mm-hmm. uh with full makeup uh, looking like an amazing leprechaun um apparently for this yeah he had to do like two to three hours of makeup like yeah. every day on that 26 day shoot or whatever to get into this leprechaun prosthetics and stuff but it i, th- I think it looks fucking it's, awesome yeah for 93 yeah. yeah like it's it's well done. Yeah, it's genuinely scary too. Like the it's, teeth it's all black money and, and really well yeah, spent. And they, yeah, and they don't completely reveal like the yeah. first few scenes where you see him. Mm-hmm. He's slowly less shrouded in darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's you get that build before you actually see the full face. They like mm-hmm. tee up to him. Yeah, they tease it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Uh, he bursts out. He says, "Do you like the buckles on me shoes?" Uh, he's got, <laughs> yeah. He like says it a bunch too. Yeah. I lose my mind well, every he, time. Yeah, it's the things that this guy, man. The leprechaun has very specific priorities that become clear out throughout this film, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll point them out as we get to him and stuff. But yeah, his man, his flair. He's got some. He's got. He's got some drip. Like, yeah. Yeah, which he, is like eighty percent Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. he's like he came and was like, "What if we did this?" Fully yeah. embrace the role and like, oh yeah, the yeah he, he mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I did a fucking amazing job at it. Yeah, where um, are my gold buckle Gucci slides on set? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, after after the leprechaun attacks Mrs. O'Grady, uh, Daniel O'Grady, Mr. O'Grady bursts into the scene uh, wielding a shamrock as if it was a crucifix, and the leprechaun is a vampire. Uh, this is a this is part of um, the uh, the lore built by uh, by the director here, um, mm-hmm. which he he establishes basically like he decided that. Uh, that uh, leprechauns are repelled by shamrocks, like I said, in the same way that that silver rep- repels a, a werewolf or crosses repel uh, vampires. Um, so he he beats back the leprechaun using the shamrock, you know, as a, as his as his weapon. Um, he uh, I guess so. He proceeds to then shoot the leprechaun with a mm-hmm. with a six shooter. Um, I guess bullets temporarily knock out the leprechaun he's mm-hmm. yeah he, he gets mildly temporarily disabled he, yeah he gets yeah he gets wounded um and uh but not before this like really creepy like puppetry scene i think this is actually something that was actually genuinely sort of like creepy the psychological torture of the leprechaun holding up the uh, the now dead mrs o'grady's head and like talking to mr o'grady as in her voice mm-hmm. i was like yeah there's there's another version of this movie where there is more of that and we get this like like creepy like puppeteer of dead bodies thing uh, from the leprechaun it's almost like that uh that 
premise in Annihilation, mm-hmm. like the bear yeah. that can mimic, oh, mimic the voice of yeah. the woman he just killed. You know, yeah. like that's it could have gone real dark. Yeah, by going like yeah. that, and direction. it briefly kind of does. Um, so, uh, Mr. O'Grady shoots the leprechaun uh, temporarily, knocking him out, um, and then dumps him into a wooden crate. Um, so conveniently placed, yeah. enormous crate. I don't. Maybe I don't, he maybe he had it there for this purpose. I guess he did just get done shipping a bunch of stuff in from Ireland. So presumably, I guess this is like you know now, part of that cargo. As, like as part of this lord, why did he have to bring the leprechaun with? Yeah. Why would you bring the evil, mean spirited leprechaun what, with you? Just take the fucking gold, man. This yeah, whole right. opening scene, I originally I thought it was set in Ireland. I was yeah. like, oh, this makes perfect sense. And then mm-hmm. he'll like he's shipping things. It's like, oh, he'll ship the gold somewhere else, mm-hmm. and that's how the leprechaun gets there. But it, it like. When when I found out that kind of stuff, I was like, "What is? Just hide going the suitcase on? somewhere." Right? Yeah, there's a lot of like. Um, but I, I it, with these kinds of movies, like, yeah, there is a I'm lot not, of like liberty. I'm with not the gonna logic. pull. I'm it's not gonna not... pull at the strings, you know, too much yeah. to try to unravel the uh, the plot yeah. holes here. Yeah. Um, so he hammers it. He hammers uh, shut. He nails shut the, the top of this crate and then places the shamrock on top of it just loosely, um, which will trap the leprechaun and then proceeds to dump gasoline all over the crate uh, and up the stairs and he's you're going to burn the house down which, which I, I love i i have support mm-hmm. um uh, another example of burning houses I, I we need to buy out. a house and I burn know, it down i'll point it saying. out in every single movie that we watch where this happens where there's so many people that get, that get to enjoy this uh yeah this fantasy of I know, yours. it really is yeah i gotta probably shouldn't publicly admit that too much yeah it's gonna <laughs> i'll never be able to commit insurance fraud um yeah so he says or run uh, for public office yeah right <laughs> um so the uh, throughout this, the leprechaun is 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 yelling, you know, obscenities at, at Mr. O'Grady, uh, revealing also more of his lore. Apparently, he had to trade his soul for his gold, which gives him his leprechaun powers as well. Um, Mr. O'Grady says, "Burn in hell, you little green bastard!" Um, and then, but suddenly, I guess maybe either through the leprechaun magic or just because of his age, uh, Mr. O'Grady then suffers a, a heart attack or a stroke or something. Mm, I think, um, yeah, later they say it they reveal the stroke. Yeah, but conveniently timed. Yeah, stroke with immediate onset of symptoms. Yeah, and so he's he's unable to uh, to uh, uh, to complete or to carry out his plan to burn the house down. Mm-hmm. Also, this is where I guess the leprechaun manages to like blow out the match from inside the crate downstairs using whatever magic he has left. So yeah, Mr. O'Grady is unable to burn the house down. Um, and then we cut to credits here. Um, that's the end of our of our prologue for Mr. Leprechaun. O'Grady. Yeah, that that amazing word art title sequence where it's yeah, just like the two layer, like very low resolution, you know, JPEG uh, title uh, screen. Um, but then all of a sudden, it's ten years later. Um, we get this sweet driving montage in what are supposed to be the hills of North Dakota. Um, this was actually filmed in California, right? Like yeah, most they things. filmed it on they filmed it on the same set they used to film Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, that's right. And they filmed it in the little house yeah from little house oh, on the prairie <laughs> he was like i remember he in the in the interview he was saying it was like a little bit of like sacrilege and they're like we're gonna do we're gonna terrible we're gonna make this desecrate. look awful yeah they paint the wall like it's the most garishly colored place God, yeah the just, set yeah. on the inside for this movie is just like it, it, it's unsettling yeah the like brightness the of it makes it so alarming it's mm-hmm. a combination of yeah like the weird like bright colors plus like the the yeah the worn down wallpaper patterns patterns like from like old in the 90s so they look like this weird i don't know it awakens this like memory in my head of like being in like those gross old homes that have just had too many people living in them and like yeah it's a I don't yeah know. yeah 
Um, so we get this nice little driving montage in this cute red Jeep, uh, and it's the uh, it's Jennifer Aniston, uh, uh, who goes by Tori in this movie. She's playing Tori, um, who's who her, her and her dad have moved out to uh, North Dakota, I guess, from uh, California. Um, apparently, they're loaded, and they have a lot of money, but they decided to buy this little crappy house in the middle of North Dakota. She gives, like, big Valley Girl vibes. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, I think part of her arc. I have arc. to spend the summer yeah. in New Mexico. And he's like, it's we're in North Dakota. Like, I don't care. It's not LA. And I was like, oh, here we go. This okay, is this, we're is, going with this. this is uh, Jennifer Aniston starting to pigeonhole herself. Exactly. Um, a little bit here. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Did you find yourself thinking that like all of her lines in this movie would have worked way better with the Friends laugh track? Like, it's like no, like everything she said, I was like, that could be. It. This is an episode of Friends. Yeah, like, this could have worked. It's so funny because it, it is kind of just like her personality, I guess. Yeah, or, the one where know. they all go to North Dakota. Yeah. yeah, the one where they all go to North Dakota. Yeah, this is where I guess we kind of talk about how, like, yeah, like he talked about in that Mark Jones interview where he he kind of discusses like he sort of takes credit for sort of launching Jennifer Aniston's career. Um, the way he describes it though <laughs> is super interesting to me because like there is like. I've I've experienced this before just as a production assistant I've uh-huh. never directed anyone like big but I've been in the room and when people who have either that experience or just that raw kind of like charisma it is it's like a like a uh, what's the word like a chutzpah or mm-hmm. something else that's just like it, it does charisma charisma it permeates the room mm-hmm. and so I imagine like yeah he's he's right in saying like yeah when she walked in the room we could all kind of like feel it we knew who she was mm-hmm. and you can see her like obviously she's doing her Jennifer Aniston thing but this is pre- everything it's so friends. it's yeah it's friends like, didn't air until 1994 so this is yeah this is filming in her 1992. instincts yeah. are there yeah. and if your instincts are there from the very beginning then you're like you've got a you've got something yeah mm-hmm. and so it's he's not wrong in saying like yeah she was i think i think she was always going to be successful mm-hmm. um it's just that leprechaun was the one that that they found her they mm-hmm. started he sounds like he says like he fought for her which mm-hmm. i'm sure that's could the, be true that's the funny part i think that was was just the, the the funniest thing to me about that like the backstory of getting her into this movie the idea that he was arguing with trimark to get her into this movie but trimark specifically wanted a blonde actress to play this role so he allegedly made a deal with trimark saying that he would convince jennifer anderson to dye her bleach her hair blonde uh, for the role once they had made the deal and got it he called her and said i have bad news they want you to do this movie but they want you to dye your hair blonde she obviously refused she shows up as a brunette with her classic jennifer aniston haircut in this you know in and this it, movie it sounds like like cool hollywood fakery but the way he frames it is actually pretty smart he did a smart thing was yeah. just like they're not going to shut down production on day one because you don't have blonde hair yeah like, it's too it's, late yeah it's too much that. money it's too late it's too exactly and that's one of those things that like those are decisions that directors make that seem like they're like oh i fought the studio i'm undermining them and they're like it's a no consequence decision that yeah. just seems like uh, the end all be all of whatever which i want to know more about why it had to be blonde like yeah. did they do like focus so... testing yeah. was there like was it a 90s thing was like oh all the leads are super blonde like yeah. what is it in the sequel actually in leprechaun 2 the main uh, female lead is blonde uh yeah if you haven't seen leprechaun they got 2, their wish they did get yeah. their wish eventually leprechaun <laughs> 2 is even i don't know man like yeah maybe we'll get to that movie eventually for fucking next st patrick's day but uh <laughs> yeah it yeah, I, I we watched a couple of them uh, leading up to this because, but there's just there's so many of these fucking movies, dude. Like they, yeah, <laughs> they're the legacy of the. It's it, it is. It's like uniquely Jennifer Aniston is the mm-hmm. thing that that brought it so much life. They mm-hmm. might have made more, but it wouldn't have ever done as much but not business. Six of them. Yeah, yeah, or, or and like definitely more. Yeah. They're definitely gonna do more. Yeah, this yeah. is like a gift that doesn't stop giving because yeah. it now is in the lexicon. It yeah, is. I think there's a cult. Uh, association with it that comes from the it's associated with the yeah. Jennifer Aniston it's like, like this whole other brings thing brings people back to the well yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so we get Jennifer Aniston complaining uh, in her Valley Girl, Valley Girl style. Um, there's a little bit of weird ADR at the beginning, like of some of her lines. I was like, oh, that's that's a weird. Like, <laughs> that's again another trick. Like they're go- they're running and gunning so fast yeah. that like sometimes they miss things or they want new lines. So yeah. they're just like, eh, I'm just. Throw it. Uh, when their heads are turned, we can add ADR. Yeah, yeah it's just so funny when it's it's so jarring sometimes whenever it's like clearly ADR where they actually like turns around and the audio quality just completely changes and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Really came out of left field. Um, yeah. So Jennifer Anderson uh, goes to investigate the house with her dad, the little house on the prairie. Um, they go downstairs and start looking, you know, at um, all of the old crates that are covered in cobwebs. Apparently, the uh, the O'Grady's um, estate was never managed after um, Daniel O'Grady had suffered from a stroke. Um, all of their stuff has just been left here for ten years. Um, she references Dracula at some point she said Dracula wouldn't even live in this house and I'd be like that'd be really cool if we brought Dracula into this picture and figure out how he would fight a leprechaun it is kind of a shout out though like Mm -hmm. Dracula is in a box and he that's how he traveled in the original novel that's how he travels Uh he has to to have the dirt of his homeland Yeah, Yeah. he can only like sleep on a coffin in the dirt of his homeland so mm-hmm. like yeah, a little shout out there i love that in the original like yeah nosferatu whenever yeah. one of my favorite shots from nosferatu like yeah, the silent film is uh the idea that the old-timey vampire can exist in the daytime but also has to carry his coffin from like place oh, to place yeah. so there's the one shot of him like scampering yeah. across like the screen like holding his coffin um uh, so Jennifer Aniston resolves to go rent a, she's gonna go get a hotel room and not stay in this gross old fucked up house uh, she whips out her 1993 flip phone it's just like bright red uh, which I, I was surprised by I was like man you got a mobile phone in the, in the early 90s but they were rich a, you yeah. saw that Jeep that's true yeah it was a nice Jeep right that was, a nice Jeep. That was one of the, the best the phone matched the Jeep yeah it like did and her dad's shirt right there yeah. was definitely an entire aesthetic going mm-hmm. on there um, yeah bright red shirt bright we cue Spicy hunk. Yes, Nathan comes on. She's in gonna here. run away. Yeah. She's what a dreamboat. That guy Seriously. is a dreamboat. He objectively was. speaking. Yeah, yeah. Ken Olant playing Nathan. Fabio uh, shows up with his his button up shirt with the sleeves cut off. It's this nice purple shirt. He's got a huge belt buckle. Mm-hmm. You know this guy fucks. Yeah, yeah. he's he's got the haircut. <laughs> yeah. Like man. And then back to her, you know, bougie valley girl aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Bumps into him as she's trying to leave. Right, and he has a. A bucket of paint thinner? Yeah. Just in an open bucket? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're like, okay. they're painting the house. Yeah. yeah. But like an open bucket of... Yeah. It comes in a can, man. Like, yeah. Okay. She offers $40 uh, to, to compensate him for spilling a little bit of paint thinner. Yeah. Um, and and they have their little meat cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like part of the arc, too. You can mm. tell it's like, a, it's like kind of a crippled thing. They're like, okay, her moral is going to be she has to learn you can't buy your way out of things. Yeah, right. Which is it'll get into it more but like it mirrors the whole idea of like yeah. me gold like green is bad <laughs> oh, it's yeah, kind of like the, the yeah, yeah. Um, I, I look for everything yeah right <laughs> I was looking for yeah there was man did you feel like there was like little no chemistry between Nathan and Tori though between like yeah it, a little bit yeah it was a weird like that weird like forced 90s like storyline yeah, it, it was super of, manufactured yeah well there's something about like obviously Jennifer Aniston she does kind of carry the movie mm-hmm. she gets it, it's weird the, the ratio is like 50-50 50, like mm-hmm. every character kind of carries the movie but she's mm-hmm. the one doing with the most work yeah well i mean and so in some ways she's like out. warwick davis primarily yeah, yeah like all of the important yeah he, yeah and yeah. the whole thing wouldn't exist without warwick exactly but you know all that aside like he needs people to like to butt heads with and mm-hmm. she is she's a good like you know counter to that mm-hmm. but it's kind of funny because she's like definitely putting in work in every scene she's doing and it can kind of make other people look like they're not doing work yeah. at all and so I always wonder if it's like a contrast. Like she right. just—it was her first time. She just came like I'm 
guns a blazing. Like I'm gonna give my best. I know what this is, and here I am. Yeah, I'm getting my screen time. Yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna make every. And you can tell because like, the, the, I, I, this is like a weird thing. Actors do these like minor twitches or like little gestures that are supposed to add to like lines of dialogue. So there's like they call it, someone called it the winch. Like okay, so George Clooney does the winch. It's where you don't close your eyes. It's where you kind of squint. Oh right. Yeah, just a little. You can't. No one you can guys, see no, me. You but can't, this is a, yeah. This isn't. This is an audio format. But yeah, someone called it the squinch, and it's like so <laughs> perfect because it's it's like extra. It's like a little icing on the cake, and it's all these different gestures. But she's doing like a ton of that that lifts this whole thing. You're like, yeah. wow, I'm like a little more interested in everything yeah. going on because also, of all that yeah, extra. Jennifer Aniston is just so damn cute in this movie too. Like it's, yeah. She's, her, her wardrobe is uh saved by the bell aesthetic. Yeah. All the oh, outfits, yeah. man, the, the shoes patchworks. in this movie are fucking, they're amazing. Those patchwork shorts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I cannot uh, I kind of want a pair. Honestly, yeah. I'd wear them. Yeah. They all look, yeah, it's fire. Um, so yeah, talking about the other characters, we actually then get introduced uh, to the other um, couple of uh, main characters in this film, um, Ozzy and Alex. So now we got to deal with the, uh, so they're basically like a speed racer duo. Um, they look like they've been plucked straight out of a like a 1960s cartoon or something. Oh my god! I thought of uh, who are the guys from Power Rangers? Bones and, and yeah. someone else. Bones and Saw is that? Yeah, right? Bones yeah. and Saw. I thought of those two. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're your, they're your typical. Uh, I guess you know the dynamic here is is like a like a Lenny and George situation. Um, Alex is a is a small child with 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 the mind and attitude of of, of a grizzled 40 year old man um, who's very quick witted. Yeah, he's very harsh, somewhat cynical. He's yeah. out to make a buck. He uh, is. Um, and then his yeah his buddy Ozzy, the, the uh, big dope. Exactly. Yeah. Who uh, apparently is is yeah like neurodivergent or something. Uh, we don't know if he has like learning disability or is just like you yeah. Know... That was unclear. I actually didn't pick up on that until like halfway through the movie. Yeah. There's a, well they mm. they do some explicit dialogue about man yeah and the, the way this movie kind of handles you know this idea of people that are like yeah like I said neurotypical or something. He has. <laughs> the way it's written he has a vague uh you know mental deficiency or something that is kind of just you know the vagueness of it i think is it could be a little bit problematic but yeah they they reference yeah. later the idea that uh alex like, is his brain yeah alex is motivated to get the goal to have money to to get him on a, a quote-unquote operation to fix, fix his brain, brain and make him smart mm-hmm. um yeah, some issues with that. Uh, but I like thought I said, he was just like a quirky dude. I yeah, did too. Right, you know. I, I like thought it was kind of like that was the joke. Like, he's mm-hmm. just a yeah. quirky character, quirky, slightly conspiracy. So like mm-hmm. for for specificity's sake, mm-hmm. his, his language is fine. He speaks perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. There's no like obscene stuttering. There's no like misplaced words or like you know random just shouting things. It's like very very well put together. He's just. A little more like childlike curiosity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that kind of like yeah, we'll put it on the Forrest Gump level or something. Yeah, but without yeah, the voice, yeah. he's like a few steps above Forrest Gump. Yeah. I don't. There's this goes back to like Tropic Thunder. Yeah, there's like such Nep- a yeah. <laughs> there's such a debate about how to depict neurodivergent people. Yeah, and I think and it's always cliched. They're like pointing out that like none of what. Like, the, like a, so much of what you see is just not mm-hmm. it. And yeah. this is a B-budget horror movie, so exactly. we're not going to get this no matter what. Exactly. Like, there was no way that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it plays into the story. Mm-hmm. Like, it, how his, his, I don't, like his, his mental acuity or mm-hmm. whatever they describe it is just like one of the things that causes, te- like That's creates a catalyst a for a lot conflict. of the problems. Yeah. yeah. Of, yeah. of the event. Um, so we find out that Alex and Ozzy, uh, along, so Alex is the younger brother of Nathan, purple shirt hunk. Um, the three of them are 
they own a company, I guess, called Three Guys Who Paint. It's painted on the side. We'll <laughs> I love probably that. Find out later. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, uh, screw it. We don't need to name this. Yeah. Um, so J- the uh, Jennifer Aniston's dad walks up to them. Uh, he, he offers, you know, to help them move their tools or anything. And Alex delivers a line that actually cracked me up a little bit. He's like, you know, well, due to the, the, the rules of our liability insurance, we're the only people that are legally authorized to handle these tools or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, he provides yeah. so much comedic relief yeah. in this film. Like, honestly, all of the best comedic relief comes from Alex. Yeah. Like, it's. I'm sure that's like part of the pitch too for the yeah. child actors. Like you get to have fun for sure. Like you're the fun. Yeah, yeah. And he did that in several other um, TV shows and movies. I'm trying afterwards. to remember. He looks he, so familiar. He was in Full House briefly, I think, okay. for like a few episodes. Um, he kind of was in that typecast f- yeah. for that era for sure. Well, that's like, where the director the director comes from a world of TV. So I was mm-hmm. just wondering if there's like maybe he has some, some friends who there. recommended or yeah. helped him cast or something. Mm-hmm. That is something funny too about, you know, talking again a little bit more um yeah, about the director. So like um he he comes from like you know right like we said before writing uh, mostly but then also writing for like yeah like cartoons and stuff he talked about how one of the biggest inspirations for this was uh, scooby-doo the idea that yeah. it's like and that that's exactly what these two characters look like they're you know they're both in like bright red shirts and stuff yeah and they look like scooby-doo like characters scooby-doo mm-hmm. with a leprechaun mm-hmm. that has more gore and i like could not it couldn't be more perfect yeah that mm-hmm. is actually like that's how i would describe it if someone mm-hmm. were to ask me like yeah. what's leprechaun i'd be like well you ever want to watch scooby-doo and watch some people get killed Mm. yeah because he yes. said that he was like i wanted i wanted <laughs> to write yeah. yeah i wanted to write a live action scooby-doo script and so that's kind of like what's going on here it's like the scooby-doo gang he was manifesting yeah <laughs> if only he knew yeah. what was yeah. to come yeah. <laughs> um so uh jennifer aniston goes down into the basement to go investigate uh to go bring uh some juices or something to uh nathan who i guess is down there rummaging around um all the crates and stuff um she gets spooked whenever uh the box shakes uh that uh, the the crate containing the leprechaun i guess like moves or something and she drops um her juices um and then nathan comes to her rescue um and this conveniently awakens the leprechaun yeah he's just been chilling down there he's just sleeping yeah he's just yeah he's had 10 years yeah just think yeah snap awake then yeah and that's when we know I guess if you're a yeah you're a you know six hundred year old being you know you you have a lot of time to What's another 10 yeah years? exactly like yeah it's a blink of an eye um, they do retcon his age a little bit in the in the sequel I just realized that uh, he's because he says later in this movie that he's six hundred mm-hmm. and uh, in the sequel every one thousandth birthday he has the opportunity to get a wife. So in the sequel, he is presumably like two thousand years old. That's like borderline eldritch horror. Yeah, that's like some kind of uh, Lovecraftian, Lovecraftian like, yeah. level of leprechaun. Which there's, I would watch that. Yeah, there's some cool like world building and stuff in like yeah. And the the the, the sequels are yeah, they are what they are. They wash like, <laughs> away like most of the lore that the first yeah. movie establishes, which is funny because Mark Jones is like, I gave you guys so much to play with, right? And you yeah, just threw it all options. away. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is also when we find out that Alex and Ozzy are terrible painters. They're really bad at their job. Um, um, outside, uh, so while Jennifer Aniston uh, and uh, Purple Shirt Guy are in the basement, they hear uh, Ozzy and uh, Alex messing up stuff outside. So they go out. Um, Ozzy has spilled blue paint all over himself, um, and uh, they, so they, they resolve to go inside and uh, and, and wash it off. Um, the the design of this house on the inside is really funny. Uh, the kitchen is huge. Uh, it's mm-hmm. giant, multicolored. They spend, a, they spend a lot of time in that kitchen. Yeah, that's the that's, like that's the main the majority room of, of the house time. that is shown. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so this is also when Leprechaun reverts to his classic voice acting tactics. He starts singing like a little girl again uh, and lures um, Ozzy down into the basement. Um, this is where I was thinking, like, I would have given this, like, an A plus if, like, right off the bat, if somebody, if Ozzy had actually gotten, like, murdered, like, right straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some good kills in this movie, but it would have been fun to kill off, like, one of the main characters, like, right away. Um, so Ozzy goes down to the basement, uh, and lured down by the singing of, of the leprechaun and the voice of a little girl. Um, he goes and, uh accidentally knocks the uh the shamrock which is trapping the leprechaun inside his wooden crate to the ground when the shamrock hits the ground there's this great like audio effect it sounds like a giant like you know yeah wrecking ball hitting a building or something yeah Yeah. it's like the one ring like in lord Mm -hmm. of the rings like hitting the ground um yeah so uh the leprechaun then bursts out of the crate um and and makes fun of Ozzy's weight too, which is not nice. He calls him Tubby. He's um, a mean guy. He is. A, he's not For a somebody that looks yeah. the way he does. Yeah. Probably shouldn't be targeting other people. Exactly. No, that's exactly why he's talking to people like that. He's, he's trying to project, projecting his own insecurities. That's what it is. That's a very efficient psychology. So yeah, he 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 jumps out with his little clippy clappy shoes. Um, he says, you know, I'm a shoemaker by trade. And uh, so this is kind of where we get more of that lore that's, uh, it was partially established by Mark Jones, but then also actually apparently is related to like leprechaun lore. I guess they're, they're cobblers and stuff, like many other elves and, and fairy folk yeah. of, the, the, of the old uh, days. Yeah, that, that um, the history of the leprechaun started, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, around 880 is when that, um, that lore started in actual ireland this is the old fairy stuff yeah solitary Mm -hmm. fairies that are mischievous um and the the term i believe that the name came from is lusharpan which is old irish which means little body and that kind of got tied into another term which is lath brogan which is shoemaker and it's like a combination of those two this little shoemaker man um holy crap you just blew my mind lath brogan which I'm assuming the brogan means shoes because brogues were shoes like they're like Oxfords, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a style of brogues. Yeah, it's a style I'll, of I'll shoes. believe anything you tell me. Yeah, because no, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to yeah. know after I watched, I, I was like, "What of this lore? Like, is... did leprechauns mimic? Yeah, is that because I'd never heard that right. before? So I went down that rabbit hole a little bit, or the leprechaun cave. I went down the leprechaun <laughs> cave. Uh, the pot of gold was knowledge. <laughs> uh-huh. You followed yeah, the they, rainbow. They were shoemakers. Yeah. And the way that you could find a leprechaun is you'd listen for the hammering or him singing oh. while he worked. So that's why I, th- I thought it was interesting that when he wanted to lure somebody, he sang. Yeah. Because traditionally, if you wanted to find the leprechaun, you'd listen for his little hammer working on his shoes or him singing while he worked. So, yeah, so that, that kind of does tie in. Yeah. They, he wouldn't be mimicking a child, but he would be singing interesting so yeah i guess this comes from like because yeah, mark jones said that he did a lot of like like background research on like the folk origins of mm-hmm. these like creatures and stuff i also did so didn't leprechauns also sort of become like in, in modern times they they were really never like a thing in ireland like it's not been at least not the caricatures that we have today yeah but, it got commercialized yeah it was like a, kind of like a modern movement of the 20th century especially like sort of fighting against um like irish american immigrant sort of prejudice mm-hmm. um 
in the United States. Well, it's one of those things that I like. I wonder about, like historically speaking, it, like the American Gods theory. Like uh-huh. you know, when they immigrated to America, yeah, it, c- it could be used as like a caricature of Irish people, but yeah. also something to reclaim, like from mm-hmm. Irish on their behalf. And yeah, so it becomes read... this like overblown concept in America uh-huh. that's like nowhere near as popular in its in its country of origin, uh-huh. specifically because of its like outlandish nature. It, it helps tie. Like some sense of like, oh, the homeland. Or yeah, something. That, I'm speculating entirely. I so. think I remember seeing something about how like the idea was also to use this caricature to kind of create a disarming sort of uh, view of of the Irish people who were kind of being like pre- there was there's prejudice against them the and yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing, you know, so. yeah, persecuted and like you know something to kind of like fight against the stereotype and tropes that like you know Anglican and other you know American immigrants uh, at the mm-hmm. time had of the, of the Irish treating them as non-white mm-hmm. violent for, if for anyone who doesn't believe us you could watch like Gangs of New York yeah which is a three hour epic from Martin Scorsese that's like the exact same stuff we're all yeah. describing mm-hmm. just like Irish versus Italian type yeah. stuff where they're like yeah. super racist towards yeah. each other but it's mm-hmm. weird because it's Irish and Italian yeah like, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Racism who are both kinds. considered non-white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, like they fought like for their like, place. You guys got to punch up. Come yeah. on. Uh, they like they fought for their place, but it it now obviously it's all just white in America. Yeah, like, it doesn't feel as as specific, and so there's like those weird cultural norms help them differentiate for themselves. Maybe. Yeah. Again, pure speculation, but that seems like one of those. It is it, lasted so long because of our tenacity to distinguish, like these small subgroups' tenacity mm. to distinguish itself, and mm. then now it's just it's pure parody. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we wanted to create a holiday. Out it's of a it cereal where, mascot. <laughs> where we can drink like everybody did yesterday. Day drinking. Yeah, I think it was rough. Not me. Um, I did not. No, I did. I did laundry. <laughs> I, I'm so so poor. I'm sorry. I was I live right next to Greenville, and I just did not like. Oh, I didn't. Something go down about there. me just I was like I don't really feel like leaving my house today. You made the right decision. I I started like I started Bioshock Infinite. I'm playing, oh, like nice. I started first play video games. Yeah, first nice. time. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a you great Saturday. Yeah. I was like this is what I want to do every I Saturday. Want cinematic quality. That that video, that video game has some some. Cinema. We should talk horror video games at some yeah. point. Definitely. Yeah. I, I realized I've I've actually I'm deep in it. Like, yeah. I love doing that. There are some yeah. small side note. Netflix just announced a Bioshock. Uh, so I could really? talk. I could talk about this all day. Gore Verbinski's mm. Bioshock script. He's has been pushing for it for like decades. Yeah. Oh, He's been trying to make it happen like since the game. Two thousand. Yeah. It's like a year or two after the first game dropped. Yeah. And apparently the script script leaked like three like right before the pandemic or something to a bunch of critics who all read it and just said it was like bonkers they were like this is insane <laughs> fuck yeah and, that, and they up, never you nerd, you didn't play the game <laughs> yeah yeah well and some of them I, like, like, I read like... the ones that did play the game so they yeah, were like okay. this is wild I'm uh, not entirely sure how it's gonna work but I, I don't think I think you could make a series out of it oh for I sure I don't know if one a single feature film is yeah. uh, capable of of grasping that universe in, well, and in it, a it works perfectly yeah, in a for, respectful way. Like Gorbinski has but. his bona fides of making like a, a middle budget, pretty decent blockbuster with like an unknown or kind of weird property and then mm-hmm. like injecting a little bit of charisma into the whole thing. He's got his like slight horror, you know, uh bona fides with like his adaptations and stuff, and he's just like his his style is just so off the wall, it's like you don't know what it's so interesting. Like what you're gonna get out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he did Rango. Mm-hmm. after like two or three i think i think he saw the parts of the caribbean franchise through <laughs> the first three and then was kind of like done which i'm sure he makes so much money off oh yeah the fucking residuals off that shit. but but it's just like a great example of like netflix is like i'm we're 80 percent confident he can give us something that is 
very that people will watch mm-hmm. and will get us what we want. Well, I'll watch it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'll, 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 definitely. I'll bet you more people will watch that than have watched like Red Notice, which was one of their biggest, like big. That's what I would compare. Is like that kind of budget is mm-hmm. not like the super million, like hundred plus million dollars, but like anywhere from. 30 to 80 which is probably just the majority of that budget is just getting gal gadot and ryan reynolds and the rock like <laughs> the rock yeah yeah uh, like there's a whole lot to it yeah uh but that yeah sorry we that bioshock to, we do need to put a pin in it and like, like yeah have a whole hour where we talk about just horror video games we like we i realized i could go like, on for hours yeah. <laughs> i've been doing that uh, a lot but uh yeah so talking about so getting back into the basement here with ozzy uh so yeah uh, erase that last section yeah no we'll, we'll we'll save it and use it as the intro for a horror video game uh, yeah. podcast later on uh there's a uh so he he runs upstairs and has his uh his professor quarrel moment saying there's a leprechaun in the basement there's a leprechaun in the basement um and nobody believes him and this is you know the directing in these couple of sequences is a little bit you know it's kind of rough to deal with um everyone's shoes are awesome but like yeah their reactions are are skeptical um reasonably um ozzy you know starts trying to describe the the leprechaun and he kind of fixates on his dental hygiene he seems really traumatic uh, saying you know he had black rotting teeth and stuff and he se- seems legitimately traumatized by the experience that he had uh just then with uh with the leprechaun in the basement um so they all go down to the basement uh to kind of you know to investigate to see what's going on um the leprechaun we get a pov from the leprechaun uh who is you know lurking around like predator um, behind, Stampering, yeah. Is that the one where it like rushes around? Yeah, it's there's like that Evil like, Dead camera. Again. There's a couple of those. Yeah, yeah there's a couple yeah, we of talked like about that last week. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, little cameos there from the yeah, from, like little Raimi esque uh, things going on there. Um, they don't find anything uh, but a rat, um, which pops out after Nathan has like you know digging around in some boxes and stuff. Um, so everybody thinks that Ozzy was just having a, uh, a hallucination or his imagination got the best of him, I guess. Um, they go back upstairs, and this is where we get that sweet visual effect of this, like, tricolor magical I rainbow that, that appears like outside. Yeah. Straight out of the reading rainbow, mm-hmm. like opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> reading rainbow. Uh, the uh, So, yeah, this, this, uh, this rainbow appears, uh, and Ozzy is convinced that they need to go investigate and go chase it to, the, to, to its end and go find the pot of gold. Um, so he's, he's pretty learned when it comes to, I guess, leprechaun folklore and everything. Um, but they so they they go uh, him and Alex you know launch off and they they run off to go see what's what's going on at the end of this rainbow. Um, they do find it. It appears to like terminate like where uh, there I guess is, is like a broken down old pickup truck. Um, so this kind of like yeah this is where we get this weird like sort of tonal shift into like a fantasy movie for a second. It starts to feel feel like uh, like never ending story or something. Yeah. Like briefly. Um, yeah. Yeah. They find this uh, this old broken down pickup truck, and this is where the uh, the pouch of golden coins magically appears um, in the back seat. Um, so a- Alex finds the uh, the little boy. Alex finds this pouch of magic coins and then opens it up, and they they're freaking out because they just found mm-hmm. a whole big sack of gold. Um, so they start looking at it, and, you know, trying to like deliberate about whether uh, it's it's real gold or not. Ozzy says, "Well, there's one way to you know figure out if it's real. All you have to do is bite on it." Um, we cut away from Ozzy for two seconds. He stopped looking at him, and all of a sudden, he's swallowed a gold coin. Gold coin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Ozzy has swallowed one of the gold coins. Um, and they... this is that moment where like his what I say like his mental acuity yeah. becomes part of the plot. Is like, mm-hmm. of course, Ozzy swallowed a coin. Like, yeah, of course, he's he made a stupid mistake. All there, yeah. yeah, something like they don't say what it is, but he like. And so, like, mm-hmm. he has to be mm-hmm. neurodivergent because why yeah. would anyone swallow something that <laughs> could be gold? Yeah. And then this is where Alex says, "We can use this money 
to get to you go to the doctor and yeah. fix your brain. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I think was the first time because I was watching the whole. I think mm-hmm. it was the first time I clued into that. Like that's. I what think that it's the first is. time he said it. It's explicit yeah. at that point. Yeah, because mm-hmm. up to that point, he just just kind of seemed like a bumbling guy. Like you know, mm-hmm. he's just a quirky dude. Just like, like off the, yeah. off off the dome though. Like, do you think that it was they were trying to be like respectful by not naming it or like not like thinking they would parody it in a bad way if they gave it a specific like if he had a specific some kind of divergence or disorder yeah. or whatever or is it like the the intent behind it did not match the outcome kind of thing yeah i think the that's the thing is like i think the the vagueness of it and sort of just like kind of the 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 haphazard haphazard way with like that they you know painted into the script as like you know like so as a plot device um he's like yeah i just need a, i need a character yeah he's thinking of lenny he's like i just need a bumbling character yeah. this caricature mm-hmm. of somebody with like yeah with a you know yeah. like that's well and it gives the two of them a reason to continue holding on to the gold mm-hmm. and trying to keep it secret until later in the movie mm-hmm. um, well and it creates like the perfect excuse why they can't just solve the problem easily so like yeah right. it's a narrative crutch in some ways because it's mm-hmm. like oh like he can't just cough up a gold coin and you can't just kill this character mm-hmm. yeah like they're not going to sacrifice their friend Mm -hmm. so that's like the entire tension of the movie is Mm -hmm. us knowing like they're going to get to this and they're like when everyone finally catches up to what's happening Mm -hmm. they're going to have to decide what do we do with this Mm -hmm. and that's when it's like do we fight do we run do we give them up and i guess it also sets up a reason to justify having both of their characters in the story too it's like having alex like the younger brother of nathan right in the movie and giving him more of like you know more of a reason to to play a role in the plot and stuff by having a relationship with you know yeah. his friend uh, Ozzy. But it's just one of those interesting things. Yeah. Like, what were they going for when they yeah. made it that way? Like, there's a there's a thousand ways to write. Like, he eats a gold coin. Maybe mm-hmm. that was the best, one of the better ways to do it. But still, like, you're a B budget horror movie. Yeah. He doesn't have to do this. So maybe the better question is like, well, like yeah, like what would someone like what would they say about this it's yeah like, why did why did why did it have to be told the, the question i always ask is like why does it have to be told from that perspective mm-hmm. and not something else yeah and so that that's like it feels like because this is how the story works mm-hmm. might be the answer but yeah that's just the idea that the portrayal had. of it yeah. is so vague it <laughs> feels like uh, a little a little like off the cuff you're like i don't know yeah what what they're going for i didn't know it was a thing until they like overtly said it mm-hmm. so they could have just never said anything yeah it does because we would never we might not have ever known yeah the idea of shoehorning and the, like that that is their conflict like you said is the idea of like well we need to you know keep this goal a secret so that we can go and like there he's alex is motivated by the idea of like and he's using like the a, money he's, he's uh I'm, I'm using this there's a whole book called save the cat but he's a cat like you can't kill that character mm-hmm. like that's a no good like you you can't do that mm-hmm. yeah there are some things like you can't kill these these people or you can't kill you can't do this true yeah and so it's like a like we know as an audience like oh they can't just kill that character mm-hmm. that's that'd be insensitive and rude mm-hmm. and so maybe that's another reason why it's told from that perspective is just mm-hmm. that they like we know there has to be some like it's a yeah it's like a brick wall that they're gonna run up against later mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i don't know this is interesting to me yeah yeah because i mean he is those two characters are such a part like i feel like a big part of the larger character dynamic between the rest of them the dad nathan and and tori that if you took them out too early you're trapping yourself with just like really two characters at this point right mm-hmm. and at this point we're like 20 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. right um you can't lose them that quick and like yeah. 
props to to everyone else but it's still like they add that extra like there's some of that comedic relief that yeah. jennifer aniston just doesn't get like mm-hmm. she's the straight face through the, the entire yeah. movie and nathan's not gonna give it either no absolutely yeah. not he's just yeah, he's, he's, he's a virtual he's virtually a door yeah, yeah. that shoots a shotgun mm-hmm. like, and limps around not, not, yeah. very, not very well <laughs> yeah Anyways, um sorry yeah. that was just like no no, no yeah, that's thinking. a good no, that's a really good point actually yeah because i i was trying to make up my mind about how i felt about that character and like i just like yeah the the one perspective i had on it was that just yeah mark jones didn't have a a desire or felt like it was necessary to like look into it too much. And he just, you know, the idea of having a trope of just, you know, the simple character, like that mm-hmm. just kind of, it was a little bit more easier to get away with. Context wise. I'm sure yeah. in like 93, they weren't like, yeah, exactly. Oh, we well, need to like think he's more like, consciously about how we portray neurodivergent. He's yeah. the Farley of the movie. I, yeah, I he's literally, the Tom, he's the Tommy boy. I yeah. thought it was yeah. Chris Farley at first. Mm-hmm. I watched it. And I was like, is that Chris Farley? But that's definitely what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. It's they're, like, yeah. they're leaning into that, which is yeah. fair because that worked at the time. Right. They worked really well. So like, for that context, there's little to like gripe about, and I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything from anyone, and I didn't do a ton of research that have mm-hmm. said like this is insane. Also, yeah. it's a leprechaun killing people, yeah, I think so it's like also... we can't take it too seriously. Yeah, at the end I, of the I think day. the other thing is like so like Mark Holton, the guy, so the, the actor that plays uh, Ozzy, Mark Holton, um, is actually he he he's he's somebody who was kind of brought into the film like really early on by Mark Jones, um, the director and writer, who um, I guess they had previously uh, worked together on a, a film that Mark Jones writ, wrote for called Superboy. Um, Mark Holton and you know Warwick Davis were two of kind of some of the more established actors that were working on this, and so coming which is funny because yeah. like Jennifer Aniston was the newbie. And yeah, when they came right. out of that. It was like, oh, this is Jennifer <laughs> Aniston's movie. Yeah, no, it's Warwick Davis's. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because so I guess Mark Holton actually shows up as the character Ozzy in the most recent sequel to Leprechaun. Wait, really? Yeah. So there's a 2018 movie called Leprechaun Returns. It's I saw of, that. Yeah. Sci-fi like produced it. Yeah, and aired it. One of the first ones <laughs> that doesn't include Warwick Davis actually, but it does include Mark Holton playing Ozzy. Uh, again that's not yeah while. interesting yeah i watched the trailer for it it looks i'll watch it um i haven't had the chance to see it yet but it looks like they did a lot more with the it kind of almost looks like it's the version of the original script for this movie that mark jones came up with where leprechaun is much more of this beast that just kind of like is is terrorizing a group of people rather than mm-hmm. sort of like a you know a funny character or like whatever. a little more werewolf a little mm-hmm. less comedy yeah exactly yeah. also shout out to sci-fi channel for like keeping the low budget for horror reviving. movie love alive continuing to exist uh like i they, don't know they they found they, they constantly like find and refine their niche I, yeah i don't want to waste a ton of time on it but yeah. I, I do want to shout out like they are responsible for generations of us like, yeah. learning about these No, totally. Movies. I watched so many random like sci-fi original if movies. If I paid for cable, like, I would easily like yeah. don't know what to watch on a weekend, like it would be sci-fi. Yeah. I'd watch anything they Dog play, soldiers. I know, I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> Dog Soldiers is a great yeah. werewolf movie. Um, but anyway, so we go back to the house uh, <laughs> where uh, Nathan is showing Tori how to paint uh, using nice even strokes mm. um they're painting one little section of red onto the outside of the house and there is a yeah just, it looks very abrasive color wise i hated it yeah it's terrible bright red and bright blue and they're just destroying the little house on the prairie yeah the production desecrating this goes back to the production design being like a cartoon i mean that's kind of like what the whole idea is yeah there's a scooby-doo uh, effect yeah mm-hmm. right um so nathan goes to i guess get more paint or something and this is where we find out that leprechaun is a horny little bastard um but he's horny for shoes <laughs> yeah shoes particularly mm-hmm. yeah uh jennifer aniston uh jennifer aniston's character tori is uh reaching into the back of the pickup or something to grab something and uh leprechaun from underneath is crawling underneath the bed of the pickup starts stroking, stroking. her leg 
like yeah so we get more stroke action in this uh in this very short scene here um the old double stroke yeah the old double stroke stroke. (laughs) with his furry little hands yeah right um to which tori thinks it's nathan yeah somehow underneath the truck just stroking her leg and she's fine with it which is like, which is and a point of start, contention. Yeah, and she starts making like Nathan, stop, Nathan, stop. Also, but like then, another example then, of Jennifer Aniston just going like, "I'm gonna sell this scene. Yeah. I don't care what it's a this weird leprechaun, and you're gonna. This is what yeah. you're gonna get." Yeah. Um, but we but find out quickly Nathan. it's not Nathan because he's right behind her, and she she freaks out, and then the leprechaun scratches her leg, and so she like freaks out and falls behind her. Um, Tori's dad and Nathan go rush up to help her, and they say, "You know what? What happened?" And she said, "I don't know. I thought it was you caressing my something was caressing my leg, and I thought it was you." And he's like you let me you let me yeah <laughs> um and uh she's like well i know what it feels like when a man caresses my leg and her dad's <laughs> like, like you do you do <laughs> what, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, that, that whole exchange of just yeah it's a little it's, it's a little awkward um so the leprechaun fucks off he runs and hides in the tree like a keebler elf um they hear him like they, they hear something scurrying off in the distance so uh tori's dad goes to investigate um, he reaches into uh, the tree because he he thinks it's a cat uh, that's been that's hiding in the tree. Because mm-hmm. um, we hear a cat. Yeah, we hear yeah. we hear cat noises. So he reaches his hand deep down into uh, this hole in a tree, uh, and the leprechaun just fucking takes a big chomp out of his hand. So mm-hmm. he like pulls it back, and it's like it looks pretty gruesome actually. Some of the gore in this movie is actually pretty. Yeah. It, no, it's included. That was the, yeah. Like that that was the first big gore shot mm-hmm. in the yeah. film so far, and I was like that was pretty that was pretty solid. Right. Like I didn't expect it to be to be that good yeah like a, a mediocre movie for me is always justified or is always like enhanced by having at least a little bit of like fun with uh with you know some some fake blood and stuff mm. and the best um, ones know that yeah so exactly like, they know when to when to throw their punches mm-hmm. right like yeah. yeah that's the bit where they're like we and can we they can lean into that hard yeah hard in yeah. this movie it's sprinkled throughout why, that's, yeah that's part of why the whole movie works yeah it's, it's like, well-timed yeah they um, throw their punches in the right place and mm-hmm. that's all that matters yeah so he he pulls his hand out it's really bloody um kind of chop, chopped up and stuff so they're, they're like, oh, crap, we got to rush you off to the hospital to go take care of this. Um, they go up to the, the, the pickup. They choose not to use the Jeep, which, you know, runs fine. They go to the pickup truck where on the side, this is where we see the three guys that paint um, on the side of their pickup truck. Everybody hops in and then they haul ass off to the um, or they they attempt to start the truck to haul ass off to the hospital. But the truck doesn't start quick, uh, right away. So. Alex, the young child, hops out, goes and, you know, fucks with the battery or something yeah, he to says, get it. He says, oh, the distributor cap. Yeah. Again, like this is a recurring <laughs> thing. So he goes and, like, messes with some connection, yeah. reconnects something, and then the truck starts. Yeah. Which we'll see later. This is They're setting this up. Yeah. He knows how to fix the distributor cap, and apparently none of them, nobody else Nobody does. else has any idea the how child this works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they, they fuck off to the hospital, uh, and this is where we get, you know, the leprechaun wastes absolutely no time and running off into the shed, grabbing a tricycle and chasing after them. With a little bell on it. It's like a little bell on it. his little legs yeah. moving so fast. But they, like, they, they, they speed it up, too. So, yeah, he, like, it's he's incredible. supposed to be going he's fast. But you're like, yeah. This is... But if you look in the background, the trees are, like, yeah. shaking yeah. around, you know? Yeah, yeah, This is, yeah, I, it, this starts sort of the theme of the leprechaun loving, like, any, like, human-powered or just, like, wheeled vehicle. Like, he yeah. has a huge thing for like yeah for bikes, especially cars, particularly once his size yeah it's, yeah it's awesome this is one of those elements that apparently so like uh, talking about like i said the original script for this was like way more like straight horror these are the elements that, that got added in to make it you know more comedic mm-hmm. um to give it you know raise the like you know raise the or make a little include a little more brevity uh you know lift it out of a horror i guess a little bit and arguably that's what our mark jones argues that that's what allowed it to be franchised and allowed it to for sequels and everything and yeah. made it more accessible for people mm-hmm. 
and I think um, that kind of helps lean into the whole like um, the lore of the the leprechaun being the mischievous like prankster is you're portraying him almost as childish mm-hmm. He's, he uses toys mm-hmm. throughout so he uses this little tricycle and later on we'll see he uses other like mm-hmm. child's play things to do his little tricks yeah but he but you mentioned child's play so like and that's the thing is like uh mark jones talks about how like the inspiration for this film comes directly from like movies like critters and like mm-hmm. chucky where yeah. it's like yeah you have this demonic small little thing that's running around which mm-hmm. you know which it's, it's comical but then also disarming yeah but then right it's like they call we'll see them, what uh, they can really do. They call yeah. them like micro genres. It's like st- like stuff in so stalker, like mm-hmm. slasher, mm-hmm. or like all these like other specific. So I realize now as we like line them up, it's like this kind of micro genre of like I don't know, like playful little murderous things. Yeah, gremlins, <laughs> Chucky. Yeah, I thought of you know, critters. Yeah, yeah, these like which they, I, where I they think take scary. the pranks too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. stuff that's and. and it's ge- okay, so it, it's genius in film economics because, like, like Mark Jones says, he's like, you know, we, this movie made so much money because kids could watch it. He's like, mm-hmm. it's goofy, so it takes the edge off of the horror and it makes it perfect. Like, yeah, it disarms it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's exactly how you get just that extra little push of mm-hmm. like of people watching <laughs> it, which is my favorite. He said this in the in the interview. He was like laughing because he's like, yeah, we came out around the same time as uh, Jim Henson's like uh, Muppets <laughs> Christmas yeah. or whatever, and he was saying that like kids were buying tickets to go see the Muppets and sneaking into his movie, which is funny because, like, yeah, you want people to see it, but, like, they just gave such a, like, boost. He, like, thinks they owe him, like, hundreds yeah, of dollars. Like, yeah, he's like, Jim Henson, Jim Henson owes me money. Like, he's joking, but he's like, they owe me 250 He's like a little joke, but he's a little serious. But you know what? He, I'm sure the studio did a study, like, because they probably found this effect, did a study commission, and the study said, like, oh, you probably lost, like, 250 Yeah, he references a direct figure, which, yeah, probably came from that. Like, So, like, they did the hard math on, like, which comes from enough kids snuck in to see this movie that would have added $250,000 to a movie that cost $800,000 to make in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, like, and it's genius. That's Mm -hmm. And it's stuck. So many things lined up perfectly that it doesn't matter how bad the other movies are. It's a franchise. Like, Mm -hmm. we're here for it. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, so this is great. He, he yeah. So he rolls off to chase after them in the uh, on the tricycle. Um, then we get to the hospital where um, uh, Tori and Nathan go to take her dad to the hospital, who from here on will disappear and never come back into the movie. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, holy shit. This is yeah. yeah I actually, we, forgot we about never see him again <laughs> until the very end. Yeah, when I the guess cops come to yeah. save them at the end. Yeah, the dad he has comes no out more of lines. Yeah, he's just gone. <laughs> he's what done. a great paycheck. I don't know. Yeah. And I wondered, yeah, I was like, I guess, I don't know. I guess we don't need him for the rest of the movie. It's, yeah, I don't know. We really don't. Yeah. I mean, as an actor, I'm sure he had, like, a super great job. You get mm-hmm. bloody once, you have some fun times. Yeah. Out. You get to hang out with, like, Warwick in costume at least once or yeah, twice. Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I think I would probably would have wanted to have been in, you know, participated in the movie more if you get a role like that. But, yeah, it was an easy role, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Um, so, at this point, this is where Alex and Ozzy decide to split off from the main group. They're going to go verify the authenticity um, of the... They brought one coin with them, uh, and they're going to mm-hmm. see if it's if it's real or not. So, they hop on down to Joe's Coins. It's the, uh, I guess... The Collectibles local, yeah, luckily, shop. Yeah, they've got a coin shop, you know, right in town there. That's a, um, conveniently about to close. Yeah, exactly. He's, He's trying clo- to close. He's just trying but to wrap then up they flash day, him, man. they yeah. flash him that coin. Yeah, he says, I've got a deal here. I'm gonna see mm-hmm. what's going on here. Um, so classic, you know, he he doesn't do the classic pawn shop thing. Thing, you know, he's like, I was expecting him, like, I was half expecting him to go, you know, best I can do, five bucks. Yeah, like, <laughs> best I can do. Is yeah, five he's bucks. like, he's a kind this of an honorable pawn shop. Mm-hmm. It's like a fancy pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, he's an honorable guy. Yeah. I was like, 
I thought because I was so He's a I true thought the master theme, of his craft. Exactly. I thought the theme this of the guy movie cares about coins. It was like greed is bad, and I was like, oh, this is a great moment. Like we have just uh, a cliche greedy pawn shop owner who like lowballs him and then mm-hmm. takes the coin. Yeah. They set it up perfectly, but he's like just a normal like, guy. Yeah, this might have historical significance. Let yeah. me look into it. For like he's do you mind if I do you mind if I research it? I'll give you a receipt and everything. I'll keep in my safe. Yeah. When he gave him the receipt, I was like, oh, this guy's legit. Yeah. He's not trying to swindle them. No. So it's like how dare we try to tarnish the reputation of. This honest pawn shop, pawn shop for me personally it's a wasted moment because you can have him be a yeah. shitty guy and then they kill him and you're like <laughs> exactly. okay cool it's kind of a wasted one less kill. bad guy yeah. yeah um but yeah he uh so he yeah he offers to, to look at the coin overnight uh he yeah he gives them like a receipt for it and everything the, the way this scene is shot too is like really weird like randomly this scene is shot all in close-ups like like hyper close-ups like yeah. all like right on alex's face and ozzy's face and the pawn shop owner's face i was like that's, that's unnecessary um but uh so they they leave the coin with him um you know to look at overnight and this is where we get the shot of uh, the shadow of the leprechaun his silhouette rolling up on the uh the dumpster outside on his tricycle that's fucking awesome um i guess you know a little foreshadowing and then we get uh you know the probably my favorite kill sequence of the movie here um so the leprechaun starts by rolling his tricycle into the pawn shop you know from out of sight or whatever so the pawn shop owner turns around and sees that this tricycle has you know has bumped into him well, starts... he's, yeah, he's trying to hide. He's trying to put the coin in the safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so can't figure out what happened. So he then proceeds to continue opening the safe and putting the combination. Opens the safe and then outbursts the leprechaun. He's gotcha! teleported into the safe somehow. Uh, jumps on the pawn shop owner. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he got in the safe. I, fr- I think it's like he puts the bike in a corner. Or there, something. yeah. Like, it wasn't, yeah. Because I was also like, if he can teleport, why did he ride a bike? Yeah. But I think it's like the bike goes in. The pawn shop owner is like, oh look, a bike. That's weird. Okay, no one's around. I'll just go put this in a corner. Like, and he then he comes back. That he has a tricycle. <laughs> when and then it rolled up to him. Yeah. It rolls up to him. Like and it's suspicious it about this. Ringing noises too. Yeah. The bell was going off. Yeah. Like, it, it's played as a scary. Beat, He's a so pawn shop owner. Really, he sees weird shit all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's like played as a scary beat, so it's weird that it's not. It, like, there's mm-hmm. no, there's less suspicion on his yeah. behalf. Like, we as the audience are, like, supposed to be like, what? This is freaky. Yeah. Get out. And then he's like, well, just another day. Yeah, just another day in the life of a coin shop owner. Um, so <laughs> this is where uh, this is where the leprechaun proceeds. I guess there was also a pogo stick nearby because the leprechaun proceeds to murder this man with a pogo stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, he he jumps up and down on him with like the you know the end of the pogo stick and like I guess, you know stabs Until him several it starts times. Starts puncturing him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, incredible dexterity by the the leprechaun yeah. to pogo on an uneven surface like that. I also he have to great. wonder because it's kind of a practical effect that he's like pogoing on something and it penetrates in. So mm-hmm. like that pogo, did they have to get like a pogo professional? Well, I imagine what's happening is it's like a couple of people holding the pogo stick because like it's just off screen enough where you mm-hmm. can you can assume that there's like two people just like jamming it into yeah. whatever oh, dummy or something. Yeah. yeah, it just has like feet. But I do like your take, the the idea that like there is somebody who is just a pogo consultant professional or something that that showed up to... I think about that. I watched something with bowling in it, and Uh, uh, you see the back of the character, but they do a full bowling shot. They bowl a strike, and it's like seen in the entire take, and I'm like, I'm sure they had to bring a a bowler and put a wig mm -hmm. on him and just have him do that. Instead of having somebody like... 
yeah. bowl like 20 frames until they get a strike. And you're right. just hoping for the best. Right, right, right. Which also might have happened, yeah, too. Like, I don't know. They, did, they yeah. did that on Scott Pilgrim, where yeah. he like throws the book over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. They have 100 plus <laughs> takes of Michael Sarah throwing a book over his shoulder. They just ran it. They're like, we're mm. just going to do this until we get it. So it's a it's a real, he really did throw it and stick it in the freaking trash can. Oh, poor Michael. No, poor Michael. Which is also they like, make him do it's that. A, there's a very easy way to do that, and it looks exactly the same. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of cut, funny. Right? Like a Texas cut where yeah. you like throw something off screen and, and somebody drops else it. drops it yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah so this is so uh the leprechaun gets his gets his one coin back uh from the the pawn shop owner um and then he gets himself a sweet new ride um there is a toy little toy car uh right in there in the pawn shop i guess along with coins he also sells you know little toy uh, motorized cars um the car is also filled with like there's a little stuffed raccoon doll mm-hmm. and i was imagining a like a parallel like spin-off series where the leprechaun and this raccoon doll go off on adventures and like he like talks to it like it's like a real person or whatever and like like answers for it it's He's like oh no buddy. mr raccoon we can't mm-hmm. do that like it's like a very serious docudrama about how gold is made in yeah. Ireland or something <laughs> but like the dangers of the gold trade right uh, but yeah, he, he I guess he like hot wired on it. He does some crazy shit to this little toy car because he's able to like ride off in it like it's a real vehicle. Um, so we cut to this diner where Rachel and Nathan are hanging out, um, having a, an awkward conversation, and Rachel's being her. Uh, I said Rachel as if she Jennifer shits Anderson. all over Sorry. meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tori's being her valley girl. So yeah, Tori's to being me. her. She's like, she's, I hate meatloaf. It's yeah. the worst. I wish they had watercress salad and, and an Evian, Evian water. water. <laughs> I didn't know they had Evian back then. Yeah, I was like, what? Evian? Yeah. Um, so, uh, we cut away from them and go back to Leprechaun, who is now rolling down the street in his sweet ride in a trunk full of loot. Um, he, like, pulls around the corner of this, like, cliff face or something, because these are the hills of, you know, California, not North Dakota. And, uh, they're, what proceeds is probably the worst shift in this cop's life. Uh, so there's, there's a cop who is, like, eating a donut. He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a... Quintessential yeah, cop. Yeah. Qu- yeah, the copiest of cops. He's yeah, a like cop's cop. for all this, I feel like every, everything in this movie is a stereotype mm-hmm. so far. Character of itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, weird. He sees this little car rolling by and he says, I have to do something about that. Uh, so the leprechaun rolls by in his little motorized toy car. Um, the cop whips on his light and goes and pulls him over. And I love mm-hmm. uh, the beloved, what I love about this is that the leprechaun actually pulls over for the cop. Yeah. <laughs> As I was watching, I was like, he knows how this works. Yeah. He knows how the American justice system works. Right. Dude, you showed up in a suitcase 10 years ago and you've been stuck in a box since then. He's Seriously. like, oh, I'm just going to pull over nicely yeah okay sure um so the cop tries to pull him over he says you're a little young young to be driving don't you think he thinks he's a child he says you know i'm actually 600 years old you have no idea and then he proceeds to like fucking claw his face off like Mm -hmm. he reaches up with his sharp nasty nails and digs them into the face of this deputy we get some more like fun gore right here i'm like man this is cool yeah he shreds Uh, him out he does um The um, so the leprechaun uh, so we come back to the diner for a second and get more you know lazy. This is where we get that conversation about Evian water and Evercrest salad. Um, she says this diner has nothing other than whiskey and warm beer, and I'm like, for one thing, yes, I'll take that. Yeah. A second, that looks like a nice diner. I'm pretty sure they have other things besides that. Yeah, and um, it, it looks like uh, Nathan's having like a Salisbury steak or yeah. something. It looks pretty good. Side of peas and carrots. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong. With Absolutely. Nothing he wrong even with this he diner. even looks at her and is like, "You you should really eat. You need yeah, to eat. You look a little skinny. Yeah. You need he to like have... cuts her a slice of his <laughs> yeah, right. and is like, "You better eat this." Yeah. This is where we get that like, conversation about her being like the worst kind of vegetarian too, where she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, "That's that's ground up cow." 
and then yeah it's like he tries to i guess argue that her shoes are leather or something no yeah she's like i'm vegetarian they they murder animals yeah how do you think they make your shoes it's like well those are reeboks i don't know which is kind of weird leprechaun makes your shoes yeah Yeah. there we go it's kind of a weird moral debate to bring up in the middle of this movie we're like a straw man dead center of the whole (laughs) thing and we're having like a debate about what real what real animal cruelty is yeah right well i mean they and they've been leaning into that the movie pretty hard so far because earlier she brings up like some feminist viewpoint as well she says yeah it's it's the night oh did i lose my 50s calendar it's the 90s women are treated equal now yeah i was like oh okay (laughs) oh yeah because she like offers to help paint or something and he's like that's right yes and he's like no it's because i'm hired to paint your house yeah Yeah. Um, but then we get back to the good stuff. Leprechaun is chasing uh, this cop through the forest, and this is actually like a fun, you know, little like chase scene at night, um, mm-hmm. like there's all these dark trees and everything. This is the one they did the Evil Dead camera. On. Yeah, that, I remember yeah, that. At least one of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're running through the forest. Yeah, with that that low to the ground, like yeah, shaky like handheld camera thing yeah. going on. Um, the cops lost his, his gun, so he he pulls out his fucking billy club and he wields that thing like a professional. He holds it, you know. Um, getting ready to, to bash the brains into the leprechaun. Um, the leprechaun is almost outsmarted through the clever use of hiding behind a tree. Um, the, the cop goes and like finds some place to hide. The leprechaun, you know, disappears off into the background, and the cop thinks he's uh, thinks he's gotten away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we get the first f bomb too. Yeah, the cop says, "Oh fuck, oh fuck," mm-hmm. or something like that. And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is an R-rated movie. I forgot uh, for a second um we get a fake out as uh, we think that he's gotten away from the leprechaun uh but then all of a sudden like an australian drop bear the leprechaun <laughs> pounces on top of him from above in the tree and fucking snaps his neck um I, this is yeah one of the I don't leading know, up to that we get that fun little like peekaboo kind of thing yeah where he, he's transporting between the different trees yeah he does the teleporting thing. it's like the whole like whack-a-mole mm-hmm. which he does several times throughout yeah. the movie like popping up all over and just like <laughs> fucking with the dude completely mm-hmm. wait i want to talk about the cabinets when we get there yeah oh, that, that scene, that scene. nuts yeah <laughs> the cabinets are, are are one of the best parts yeah. um so yeah actually we're getting here too in a second so uh after snapping the neck of the cop um we cut to uh we're back at the house on the prairie where the leprechaun does a b and e um he gets into the house uh, looking for his gold uh this is where he finds <laughs> not lucky charms uh he finds lucky clovers uh in in the one cereal. of the cabinets yeah the he cereal. tries it yeah, yeah, he and he reaches in, pulls them out. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah, spits them all out. Yeah, yeah. This is actually apparently like in the original script. Like this is where like the scene rec- called for him going up and eating Lucky Charms cereal. Um, so General Mills had given them permission to use Lucky Charms like mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, but then they saw like the final cut of the movie and they revoked that permission. We want nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the filmmakers reshot that scene. They replaced it with, yeah, L- L- Lucky Clovers instead. Um, and I'm they surprised Evian didn't pull their brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's some positive, yeah, some positive marketing for Evian. But meanwhile, meanwhile love, Jameson, love companies and Jameson, Jameson was like, yeah. leave it in. Jameson, yeah, yeah. more, fuck it, yeah. more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me more. Uh, <laughs> uh so yeah the le- leprechaun is digging through the cabinets and everything he uh, opens a drawer pulls out a uh, a little hand mirror and i love that he like he like jumps when he sees his own reflection he's like ah and then, he, like, and then he's like oh you're fine yeah then he like does a little <laughs> little self-care like preening moment or whatever um and this is where we get the moment where he starts collecting all of the shoes in the house you know fulfilling his like his like shoemaker thing mm-hmm. he, he gets every single shoe in the house and puts it on the kitchen table and starts like polishing them and everything having his yeah he he can't resist a good uh, he's getting a good shoe yeah he's he's 
Jerry Brudos. He's he, he loves those shoes in in a very intimate <laughs> way. Um, so everyone shows back up at the house. Uh, they come back from the hospital, and it's been ransacked. You know, there's crap everywhere from the leprechaun um, looking for looking for his gold. Um, I guess the dad. So, like I said, the dad has disappeared from the movie at this point. Uh, presumably, yeah. I guess he. Hospital. Yeah, I guess he has to stay overnight for his hand injury or something. They do. They say like. Yeah. Under observation. Yeah. 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 Well, because they were talking about. Yeah. When that injury happened, he was like, "Well, we should go see what it was because it might have rabies." Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe they do have them under observation. Yeah. Right. Make sure there's not any. What if he like? What if you get bitten by a leprechaun and you start turning into a leprechaun, like? Slowly, like he gets, he gets, he gets shorter and shorter, like throughout the night. Yeah, everywhere. But it's like disgusting, like like a like the fly, like Soderbergh. Yeah, uh, it's like Cronenberg. Yeah, Cronenberg style. Very Cronenbergian leprechaun. Yeah, we get a little bit. This should have been one of the sequels. (laughs) Also, sounds like a Rick and Morty sketch. (laughs) (laughs) Like it'd be like some goofy joke they make in like a Rick and Morty episode or something. Yeah, Yeah. and then Morty's left to like try to figure out how to reverse it. Yeah, yeah, and it's just Rick being like, "I love gold. I love gold. I love gold." it took us this long to get to a gold number reference i, I, I kind of when i said gold earlier i was thinking it but i didn't want to like lean too heavily and shout gold so i'm glad that you yeah, we're keep on it the tasteful same keep yeah. it tasteful yeah. yeah there we go yeah um so nathan they think that uh, a bear might have broken in i guess uh yeah they they say well you know <laughs> tori's line is my, my, my dad brought food into this house like i guess that's weird <laughs> yeah that line i was like oh yeah how, how dare he we were supposed to just rot away out here yeah um, yeah so Nathan, also they don't address that all the shoes are piled and perfectly polished on the table yeah that's just something she's, that... and she's standing right there she's yeah like, hmm. yeah i guess that's what happens out here in the prairie bear lick my shoes clean I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um so nathan hands her a broom asks her you know you know how to use one of these things and uh yeah, so I guess they, and then they proceed to clean the kitchen off screen. Um, we go outside, we get this great shot of the moon for some reason, which is like, yeah, outdoors for a moment. Um, we cut back and they've, they've, they've cleaned the kitchen. Um, they start going through the house and this is where I was like really kind of unnerved by the wallpaper in the house, especially, specifically like that one red wall that has those weird like V things on it. And I was like, ugh. Um, so Nathan says he's going to go, they need to go check the rest of the house and make sure that it's okay or whatever. So he says, I'm going to go check the bedrooms. Uh, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see, to make sure that they're okay and find out where I'm going to stay for the night. Um, Tori says she's going to get a hotel room. Um, which like she doesn't take the hint she's in i think she's into him mm-hmm. and he's like guess i'll crash in one of these bedrooms she's yeah like, right. you can stay i'm getting a hotel room yeah uh yeah like i said i don't know like the chemistry between the two of them wasn't like it wasn't there for me right uh, yeah. i don't know that was weird and we mm-hmm. we cut to alex and ozzy who are having a really weird conversation about murdering a leprechaun and we learned that alex has a intense bloodlust um he says ozzy says how do you think you would kill like you know how do you even kill a leprechaun and alex is, says you know you can kill anything as long as you know how to and it's like, okay and he's like you mean i would get a 357 magnet and then i'll blast him straight and i was like damn dude <laughs> like yeah alex is uh alex has seen some he's seen some shit yeah he's seen some shit um, so they start hearing the, the, the ringing of the, uh, the bicycle bell, um, and everyone follows, uh, but the, the bicycle bell we see is, is on the table next to Alex and Ozzy. Um, so it's, it's coming from somewhere else. It sounds like it's coming from the kitchen. Um, everybody follows Nathan into the kitchen, um, where they think the sound is coming from, um, but there's nothing there. So and then he goes outside to investigate in his sick Sherpa jean jacket, mm-hmm. um, 
And then all of a sudden, Nathan gets caught in a bear trap. Uh, he steps on this uh, bear trap, and it clamps on his leg. And it was at this moment, I was like, man, that's genuinely scary. Um, <laughs> that looked really like, yeah, I was like, that looked, that looked painful That is fuck. actually one of my nightmares. Not yeah. that it would ever happen to me. I don't, I don't You don't traps, traffic like, in bear traps very often. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, my, not my prerogative. But that is like, I hear when those things clamp, like, you are screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it catches bears. Like yeah. that's what they're for. Yeah. Or I guess it could just be like an animal trap. Maybe it I've wasn't been a playing bear a trap. bunch of Red Dead Two recently. Uh, so you saving, are an expert. Been saving some, some folks. Lots of folks in bear traps. Yeah, it's they're a, all over the place. I guess it was a bigger problem back then. Yeah. And yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in the frontier lands where people were just <laughs> stepping on bear traps, just left leaving and right. traps all over the um, place. Yeah. So this is where the leprechaun jumps out and sings a demented rhyme about the bear trap. Um, and Nathan starts to get into this like brawl, this fist fight with mm. with the leprechaun, uh, just doming him with that flashlight <laughs> yeah, over and over. He does. He beats the crap. Yeah, <laughs> they all. And this is where like, they, this they all do. Like, really quick. Yeah, they start gaining up on yeah, him. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's uh, after. So first, what happens is the leprechaun goes and he takes a big chomp out of Nathan's leg, um, and then everybody comes outside with their fucking like with a stick and stuff, and they all just yeah. start beating the fuck out of the. Alex grabs a rock <laughs> yeah, and just like just slams like, it. But on he his does head. it. Like I watched him pick it up, and I was like, oh, he, he's like, gonna bash him in the head. But he kind of like just. Hits, hits him from shoulder. the side yeah. or something. And I was like, you have a heavy rock that's <laughs> sharp. Yeah. And your first thought well, is like... That's where we learn that Alex slightly. is a fucking poser, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'd shoot him in the fucking head with a three fifty seven. And he can't even hit him with a rock while yeah, he's like seriously. clamped on Nathan's leg. Um, yeah, so this is also where we get... I guess so Ozzy goes inside and tries to call the police. He gets on the phone. He says, help! Help! It's happening! It's happening! The leprechaun <laughs> is attacking the O'Grady farm! <laughs> And it's amazing. So obviously, on the other line, we get a shot of the police station uh, and the sheriff and stuff. And like they, they I just love that they followed up on this. They were yeah. like, "We ought to get this reaction." This yeah, is yeah, right. They cut away to it. Yeah, it is good. I like that we get the, the police. We don't need the dad back in the story, but we do need the sheriff and the other police officers right. like, who have showed up. Um, yeah, and so Jennifer comes out, or sorry, I keep saying, yeah, so uh, uh, Tori, Jennifer Aniston, yeah, comes out, and uh, she, she, I guess, undoes the bear or animal trap uh, and frees Nathan. Um, she, uh, they grab a shotgun and come back outside, and uh, they just kind of start, uh, they, they, they blast the leprechaun, like, right, like, right in the face, I guess. Um, we he, see some green blood yeah, shoot out. Gushes green blood out of his face momentarily. Yeah. Scurries away mm-hmm. to to the nearest bush. Yeah, and that's that's where Nathan starts blasting the bush like willy nilly, just pumping just round straight, after round. Like, the know, bush. like <laughs> that one, I was like, I don't know, man. It seems like mm-hmm. a waste of ammo. Yeah, and then because immediately after that, he's like, it's got to be dead. I put six rounds in that thing, but you couldn't see anything. Yeah, yeah. you just blasted a bush. Six right, times. that was a little like, Halloween yeah. two reference from Doctor Loomis. It's like a pump action shotgun, I yeah. think. So like he has, there's time between fire it's not like you just pulled the trigger six times like yeah. you had to yeah. pump it and fire pump it and fire and, like look and re-aim again yeah to confirm that he's shooting at nothing yep just the bush like, yeah yeah which i think real north dakotans would that would be the biggest offense they would take <laughs> like yeah. north dakotans like, really, know how to, how to operate know, a fire know your yeah. target yeah. <laughs> yeah like don't point that thing at something you don't yeah know where it is mm-hmm. um give me a uh, two seconds sorry actually no, yeah Sunday scaries. Do you those last week? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna make like a montage of all of the, uh, the the beer cans opening. That is a yeah. Sorry, we had a everyone. That could be arranged. Everyone's peed now, and we got a fresh. Uh, there we go. It is in the spirit of the holiday, uh, for what it is. Drinking some Guinness. Mm-hmm. Not me, but a little ASMR action. 
I actually visited the Jameson Distillery what? in Dublin. Dude. It's it's awesome. Actually, super dope. It's a fucking dream. I wasn't, like, turned on to... I'm not really, like, a big whiskey guy or, like, mm-hmm. scotch or anything, but the tour was great. They, like, walk you through distilling, and then they tell you, like, you get a tasting. You get to try, mm-hmm. like, Jameson, Jack Daniels, or, or Jim Bean or something, like, mm-hmm. two or three. Yeah. yeah, and they, like, walk you through it. So, of course, I was, like, buying whatever they were selling. But now I like one of I have like one of my go to drinks is just like a Jameson and ginger ale. It's like yeah. great drink. Made a lot of those Big yesterday. Fan. Yeah, it's a yeah. Jameson is a it's it's, it's a vice of mine. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be. I think it was like before. Yeah, when I came back from I lived in Peru for a year, but when I came back, uh, that was one of my like still old college habits. Was like sometimes I would just buy a handle and just kind of like drink and play video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was waiting tables too, so that makes a lot of sense. There you go. Yeah, it's like the, yeah. the standard pastime oh, of yeah. waiting is like all of us have been there. Buy, like <laughs> buying, <laughs> you buy a handle, you're like, I'm just gonna chill out at home, and you yeah. get, you just drink and play video games, and, and then you do not you... pay attention. No one's there to stop you from drinking. I drank like much half a handle of Jameson <laughs> one night playing Uncharted. <laughs> yeah, for hours. Some of the best nights of my life. Exactly. And Getting dude, lost in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like texting someone later at like oh like twelve thirty p.m. like a.m. They're like. What you, I'm like, what, yeah, what's, uh, what are you up to tonight? Like, <laughs> go to bed, you're drunk. I haven't been drinking. I've been playing video games. And But Jameson was the bottle. I would, I would go get like just Jameson. Just goes big handle so of Jameson, yeah. big thing of ginger ale. Yeah. Just like drink myself through some of that stress. Irish whiskey is the easiest one for me to drink right now. That's good. Yeah. Um, so that being said, uh, our <laughs> so uh, Nathan was just pumping rounds into uh, into a bush. Uh, like I said, this is a Doctor Loomis reference from Halloween Two. So I shot him six times. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the end of Hall- at the beginning of Halloween Two, Doctor Loomis laments about yeah, he was like he wasn't able to kill Michael Myers with six shots to the chest. Um, so they they take Nathan to the uh, to the pickup truck. Um, they're going to try to get him to the hospital now. Um, the leprechaun is hiding underneath. We get a little like underneath the truck shop, but it's a fake out. He's not under there. Yeah. Um, you think you're going to see like his mm-hmm. feet or him laying down there, but all you see is their feet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the, the truck doesn't start again, uh, so we get Alex smartly says it must be the distributor cap. Like we said earlier, it's always the distributor cap. Um, so he gets out of the pickup truck to try to go fix the car, I guess again. Uh, but Completely then, alone. Yeah, by himself because we got you know he's he's a small child, but he takes charge in situations like this. Clearly, uh, like I said, he has the like the the spirit of a forty year old grizzled like war veteran or something. They like, like or a look mechanic. to him to to fix it too. Yeah. They, like it doesn't turn. And Jennifer Aniston's like, <laughs> "Are you going to be okay going out there? Like, there's no like tell me how to do it and I'll fix it or yeah, something." Ozzy doesn't like go with mm-hmm. them. No one. Just, They're like, "All right, Alex, you got right. it." And then um, they're like, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're doing it out of, like, concern for assholes, Alex. <laughs> uh, but then the leprechaun appears, and he bashes the fucking windshield in. Um, mm-hmm. He smashes through the windshield of the pickup truck. Uh, this is There's one shot where Nathan fucking decks him, like, right in the face, too, with, like, a solid... Yeah, because he's, like, like right halfway up. through the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, Jennifer Aniston pulls out the uh, cigarette lighter because this is the 90s mm-hmm. uh, and they jam it into his face and this is like where the leprechaun like holds this, the burning yeah, cigarette like, lighter like onto his face to his nose yeah, yeah or like, something uh, I, I love car I love this kinds of like car stuff too because mm-hmm. it's like obviously the psychology is like cars can just as easily be traps exactly like, as much as they're a refuge they're also like a tomb mm-hmm. yeah. but it is like better movies have done 
crazy cool car stuff that I'm mm. like walk away. I'm like I'm so terrified. Like if a stranger attacked me, should car. I be in my car? Yeah. Like, talking about um, Halloween again, like the most yeah, Halloween Halloween kills. Their, uh, their car sequence was <laughs> so random. So, mm. I mean, it was yeah, it was amazing. But is they, they did so you, much. You've in that seen, one. Have you seen Halloween Kills? It's the second installment. So. Well, of we're the not, newest. We're not we'll really get ruining. Yeah, anything. we'll get back to that one later. Yeah, but or even in the previous movie we just watched in Haunting Connecticut, where you had that back seat shot of the the ghost and stuff. I was like, man, that's like that used to be like my worst fear like yeah, it was like looking uh, in my rear view mirror and, and seeing, seeing somebody, somebody back up. there yeah. yeah um so uh uh ozzy has a moment of crisis after uh, the leprechaun bit has bitten his ear um because the leprechaun did threaten earlier to bite his ear off and make shoes out of it um the the lepre- his ear is still intact mm-hmm. but it's he's okay con- he's convinced it's like yeah. it's a lobe more than yeah. the actual yeah he just ear. nibbled on it like yeah, yeah my tyson style i guess um so the leprechaun runs off into the shed and in the span of five seconds proceeds to, I guess, assembles this fucking like badass like derby go-kart thing with a, a pitchfork on the front. Yeah. He essentially battle builds a battlebot. That's exactly yeah. what I put in my notes. I was like, leprechaun would be amazing at battlebots. <laughs> like, so like, and you hear him tinkering in there, yeah. which does harken back to like, you hear <laughs> yeah. the leprechaun working with his yeah. little hammer. Yeah. You know? And then this thing just blows out the doors of the bar. So badass. And then he sings Ring Around the Rosie. uh, And he goes and 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 knocks over the pickup truck. Completely Uh, flips it. Yeah, it flips it. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It looked looked straight out of BattleBots. Um, So that thing rolls off. And I guess everyone manages to get out of the pickup truck unscathed. um, Because he goes to pull open the door and look in the front seat. And there's nobody there. Um, We've cut to a shot of the the group. And they're popping their heads out from behind this, uh, this tree log. Um, so in Scooby, classic Scooby-Doo fashion, uh, let the leprechaun chases them back into the house. Um, they, they shut the door on his hand, which falls mm-hmm. off. This was that where we get, this is double, double time Raimi moment where we, this is where we get that low to the ground handheld shot of them being chased into, um, the house. And then we also get when the leprechaun's hand gets chopped off it was like i was like oh yeah this is fucking evil dead all the way <laughs> exactly like yeah, yeah it it, it crawls so the, the it hand is chopped off reanimates on, mm-hmm. yeah it's on the inside of the house it reanimates crawls up the door and opens the door from the inside uh the leprechaun grabs it and then they shut the door on him again he runs off with his severed hand mm-hmm. we never get a shot of him like reattaching it I, or they anything. were like going for it yeah because he kind of like takes his hand and holds up his stump i think yeah and then we just cut away. Yeah, yeah I think next it's time, just implied. Yeah, next time right. we see him off screen, he's uh, he's 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 attached it back to his uh, uh, to his stump, I guess. Well, it makes sense. Like the only real like you know uh, like special effect is that rainbow. Like mm-hmm. most of it's like classic practical. horror, you know, like yeah. practical effects or like you know cheating it. They cheated mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. But this one was like, I'm sure they were just like, I can't, we can't do this. Like, this is mm-hmm. way overselling it. We'll, yeah. we'll like arrest the momentum of this entire movie mm-hmm. if we like animate a hand reattaching mm-hmm. and it's not it's cheesy like we don't have the budget for that mm-hmm. it's smart so it's good yeah i, I like this the that scene was just like it, it cracked me up though i was like this is perfect yeah um yeah so tori starts to uh, she pulls out her uh, her portable phone um she tries to call the police um so they she she calls the police and gives a more compelling argument for why they should show up to the house uh, uh saying a very vague... isn't she like she like asks ozzy did what? you tell them what there's you, a leprechaun? Yeah, yeah. Leprechaun. And then 
That's like I think there's a bit where she it's like she crossed the line because she finally loses it at Ozzy. Yeah, I don't know if it's then or later, and she is like Ozzy, you idiot! Like it's later on when they're looking for Shamrocks. Yeah, she has like a yeah crisis. Her her whole like Dark Knight of the Soul is like attached to this like I am so lost. I'm gonna yell at this character, Mm -hmm. which is it it goes back to that like the no nos is like Mm -hmm. that's how you know you've crossed the line is you're yelling at someone at the the innocent dummy exactly yeah Yeah, exactly and Mm -hmm. so there's like i'm like honing in on this theme specifically Mm. because it's just like why Mm -hmm. was he that way and i guess Mm. it also helps reflect other characters but Mm -hmm. that makes him a prop for like jennifer aniston yeah um but we at this one point yeah (laughs) at this point uh so we 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 have uh more shots from inside the police station where uh the sheriff responds to jennifer aniston's call by uh phoning in a deputy and asking them to go and uh follow up on um the phone call they just received the deputy he chooses to call though is the one that was just murdered by the leprechaun so he calls the uh he thinks he's speaking to the deputy but the leprechaun uses his mimicry uh powers to to fake the voice of the deputy and confirm that he's Mm going to be on the scene and in three minutes which that whole bit there, there's like there's tons of things you could pick apart about the writing in the movie you're like mm-hmm. well this didn't make sense but they really like close the loop on like why the cops don't show up at all mm-hmm. like he says, everything they do I'm, is very yeah. like sellable you're mm-hmm. like oh i can see why the cops wouldn't show up yeah and he says if if i need any backup i'll let oh, you know yeah. yeah and then obviously it's radio silence from there on out mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, so it's a good, yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. kind of time of a good loose bit. end, at least. Um, so uh, we come back to the house where Jennifer is wrapping up, or uh, Tori, uh, Jennifer Aniston is wrapping up Ozzy's head. Um, the police haven't showed up yet, and they're trying to figure out why. They don't know why they wouldn't have been here by now. Um, Ozzy says, boy, that leprechaun sure is mean. Um, <laughs> and it's at this point that I guess Jennifer still isn't uh, convinced that it is a leprechaun. Uh, she's oh, yeah. still skeptical. She's like, stop saying it's a leprechaun. Yeah. It's not. It's like, okay. She literally had direct conflict with it. Yeah, right. Um, So, this is where uh, Ozzy and Alex spill the beans about uh, the gold that they found uh, as they're trying to argue that it is truly a leprechaun. Um, But they don't say. Like, they don't say that he ate a gold coin. Mm -hmm. They They only tell them that they found it. They found it. Yeah. Um, And they hid it. They know where it is. Yeah. so yeah, the Alex tells uh, Jennifer uh, Lawrence or Jennifer Anderson, sorry, tells Tori that they that they hid the gold in the well. Um, I don't think we ever actually got a shot of them like doing that, right? They no. just said they were gonna find a hiding spot yeah. or something. Yeah, they just and they... yeah, they just say they're gonna put it in the well. Or yeah, like, but I don't think they actually. But yeah. but like we don't care. Like we didn't. It doesn't that. add anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's an example of like cutting corners that works. Yeah, right. Um, so uh, since uh, Tori is the only one who's kind of like active right now, she's gonna go and try to look for the gold. Uh, Nathan hands her the shotgun and says you know how to work one of these things and she cocks it and says nope <laughs> that was funny absolutely uh, not yeah <laughs> so she says, if you see a bush out there just shoot just it aim fuck it specifically up. the bush the, the bushes <laughs> the bushes uh so tori goes outside with the shotgun uh and she's uh goes out to the well and starts cranking on it to pull the gold out um, there's like green green neon lighting like coming from the inside of the well like lighting mm-hmm. her and the the crank up and stuff. Uh, so she cranks that thing and um, pulls up this bucket which contains the uh, the sack of gold. Um, then behind her the leprechaun materializes like Doctor Manhattan. Did you see like his mm-hmm. like skeleton like lit yeah, up first yeah, and like yeah. it was like his flesh like after yeah it was really cool. Um, yeah he does like a, some fun little magic and then he like Akio gold. Mm-hmm 
bag to his to his hand and makes it you know come to him and he says oh my magic's coming back and then he gets we get that fun little sequence of lines where he's like mm, sounds like me gold looks like me gold smells like me gold tastes like me gold, gold. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um this is at this point is where i think she should have just shot him um mm-hmm. i think she had an opportunity where he was going on his spiel to just you know fucking blast one into him real quick yeah. and but as they had seen before, that doesn't really work. Yeah, it just knocks so him out I think out for she's a just while. hoping, like, yeah. get, he'll get the fuck out of here. They, right. like, establish that, like, they can't kill it yeah. by, like, by shooting it. Mm-hmm. And so then then they are like, oh, what else? He said he needs his gold. And then that's when the character's like, oh, we found, we maybe found some gold. Right. So it's like, ABC, yeah. here's D. Mm-hmm. Give the give the leprechaun his gold. Problem should be solved. Well, and good. we're like, technically, if he hadn't eaten a gold coin, this would be the end of the movie. <laughs> like, the leprechaun would be like, all right, sick, good job, everyone. Like, everyone go home. That's Sorry, what she, she says. People. You have what you wanted, that's what you wanted. Yeah. And she runs back off into the house. And then, so then the, the leprechaun runs off and we, we get a scene of him counting each one of his individual gold coins. He apparently had exactly 100 gold coins. He gets to number 99 and realizes he's missing one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is the gold coin that's that Ozzy has eaten in this. So it's still inside of Ozzy's stomach. Um, so we cut back to the house and the leprechaun bursts in, um, and immediately proceeds to like slam his hand on a, like a hot burner on the stove. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know what, if they yeah, were cooking or something like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like nobody put his hand there. No, he just, but it's, it's a bit cause then he takes like a spatula and scrapes his own yeah, hand off and, and then looks at it. Now yeah. we're cooking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just for that it's, bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. So yeah. It's, it works. Uh, and this is where we get, yeah, your favorite scene. We get the, the cabinet scene um yeah so they're they're nathan asks tori to go and open each one of the cabinets while he's like pointing the shotgun he's like yeah you go up and you open that like and the I'll leprechaun's just... like hiding he's yeah. like okay yeah uh, you uh, you lied to me you owe me gold they're yeah like, no. and, then he and he's just, doing he the, the same thing he did to the cop in the woods where yeah. he's bouncing around transporting yeah. all over like tricking like again, with them again just, very scooby-doo-esque yeah. like yeah three cabinets like, yeah with like 20 doors and yeah. run in one come out the <laughs> other and it's super scooby-doo-esque you're right mm-hmm. but <laughs> so they they keep opening the cabinets but then he's not there and then he'll poke his head out of a different cabinet and door. nathan doesn't shoot when yeah, he has yeah. like, his fucking head it's out so obvious like there's like he has the left one. Oh no we we yeah. open it and he fire he's not there it's the right one. Oh no mm. like open it fire he's not there there's one cabinet but like. that yes. being said then he pops out of the lower cra- cabinet and grabs nathan in the crotch like, yeah <laughs> he does a little dick pinch yeah like, with his little yeah. his long little nails <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and that, that's what I was reminded. I was like, oh yeah, there are some more like adult elements to this movie. Yeah, and it, like especially that one. I was like, he grabbed his dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was oh, like, that's that's your effective. Also, uh, he could officially say like, I've been assaulted by a leprechaun. <laughs> yes. Lock him up. Yeah, show me on the doll where the leprechaun too, touched dude. you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, you t- <laughs> Fuck. It also made me think of the uh, like OG Mortal Kombat two. Oh yeah, uh, the Johnny Cage move. Yeah, uh, right down B, where he just splits <laughs> and punches him in the dick. You I know? love that you know that. Yeah, right well, it's because it's all I did yeah. to my brother until he fucking stopped playing. <laughs> you just run up and do the the splits, crotch, crotch punch, and then somebody would just give up eventually. Yeah, I immediately thought of that. Like that, uh, it's that uh, vine that got passed around a while ago, where it was like that UFC fight or something. And there's a guy in the background. And he's like, "Twist his dick, <laughs> twist his dick, in the, in the grab ground. his dick and twist it." <laughs> the old dick twist. <laughs> Um, so the leprechaun comes down the chimney he teleports up there I guess and he does like a Santa impression he says ho ho and then as soon as he pops down Nathan fucking blasts him again with a shotgun so he's like 
you know, he yeah. he plays dead for a second. And his puny little body like flies across yeah. the room comically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he plays dead for a second, but then quickly gets up uh, and runs off without his hat at this point, which is funny because it's it's stupid. But in this movie, he has hair. Um, in the following movies, in the sequels, he's like very bald on top. Um, I don't know why that like made me laugh. Uh, he runs off singing "Diddly Diddly D, a leprechaun is me." Um, I love his little one-liners in, in this movie. They they bring joy to me. Um, so the this is where we get more like Scooby-Doo action sequences exactly like we were talking about in the hallway where uh, they're running down I guess the one hallway of this house it's literally a Scooby-Doo yeah. like, door sequence and then this is where the leprechaun does his six skateboarding tricks mm-hmm. like so he's like on the, the other, yeah. on the other end of the hallway he keeps oh, yeah. like sliding back and forth in uh, different poses on top of the skateboard and Nathan cannot hit him <laughs> to save his, his life very slow target like, it's a shotgun with yeah. like a five foot range yeah. and it's the slow moving target that thing like the spread of the shotgun alone should fill yeah. arguably the whole hallway mm-hmm. like at yeah. that distance he didn't have to aim to get exactly. like, to land something but the leprechaun runs off i guess and uh, runs down into the basement um they're now sort of like walking around in the kitchen this is like one of the funniest like directing scenes i guess like where they're all it's like the one long shot of them all like acting as if they're responding to the noises or whatever they're like oh maybe it's right there oh wait maybe it's over here oh, or something do you it, hear that down there it's it's also like a really cheap and easy way to fill time yeah like i think the movie is like a brisk 90, 90 minutes yeah and it's like I think. Yeah, yeah it's it's such and seven or eight of those With are credits credit. yeah so like it's a it's such a quick way on set too yeah. if you like don't know what to do you, have you could like tell they were stretching the too yeah. almost like yeah you just add and it fits the movie so yeah. it works oh, but yeah. like it adds these bits of just like oh we don't have to do a lot we get like four camera angles on this one sequence mm-hmm. and we can shoot it in like three hours which is mm. fast mm-hmm. it's like super fast um so they yeah they, they're hearing these noises coming from the basement downstairs and then all of a sudden the leprechaun bursts through the floor um and then gets blasted again by nathan uh immediately with a shotgun um so he he gets blasted off and like you know i guess goes back under into the basement um then the leprechaun takes control of the landline and and calls uh tori and this is where we get like that fun like west craven nightmare on elm street reference where she like answers the phone and it's the leprechaun on the other end of the line and the fucking like she's first she hears it's the leprechaun she rips the phone off the off the the hook and then like slams it on the floor Mm. then it continues to ring even though it's not attached to anything she picks it up again Mm. and then uh which when it's on the floor it's not even hooked yeah like it it shouldn't have even ring yeah it shouldn't be able to ring yeah yeah there was no there's no just a brief a brief lapse in judgment yeah but it's ringing yeah and she just touches the phone and then it picks up yeah like yeah, and she holds it up okay, to her ear, whatever, yeah. and then the leprechaun's little hand pops out through like, the, the, the receiver. You sound like you need a hand. Yeah. It did have, he does have, like, major Freddy Krueger vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, we're almost at the end here, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet. So, yeah, like, his hand, like, pops through the phone, and, yeah, it's like a total, it's 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 Freddy Krueger, like, mm-hmm. reaching through the phone. So much of that character is Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. He, he has a lot of, like, he goes back and forth between, like, Freddy Krueger and, yeah, like we said before, like, Chucky, Chucky and yeah. um, it's all kind of the same thing. Uh, so... Uh, it's at this point that Ozzy reveals that like he he swallowed the last gold coin. Right. He says, "I know what he wants. He's not going to leave until uh, until he gets it." Um, and Ozzy does the heroic thing, yeah, he's where like, he's just going to walk me. outside yeah. and <laughs> sacrifice himself. Yeah. Um, Which again is like a cinematic no-no. It's yeah, like, you can't kill that kind of character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he goes outside and uh, and tries to get got. Uh, or wait, no. At this point. Um, 
I think Tori yeah, they won't tells let him. him they won't let him leave. Yeah, yeah that, that thing is, uh, <clears throat> she said that thing is a leprechaun and we got to kill it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and this is where they reveal that like old man Grady is still alive. Uh, mm-hmm. This is where you learn that he didn't die of that yeah. heart attack at this the beginning. Like, of... I, at this point, I'm like, I don't know, man. Do we need this extra bit? Yeah, they're, they're like, really shoehorned. He had a stroke have ten years sooner. Ago. Yeah. yeah, this whole, like, I mean, it seems like the movie could have wrapped up, like, in this, I don't know. Like, well, I guess we have to learn somehow about, like, you know, the reveal of, like, the, the powers of the Shamrock here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we learned that old man Grady, uh, Dan O'Grady, from the beginning of the movie, is, is still alive. Apparently, he had just, like, a stroke at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. um, and then was shipped off i guess to like you know to uh, a care nursing home. yeah a nursing home yeah. or something but he's like functionally fine yeah and uh, i guess nobody ever followed up on the death of his wife or his attempt to like burn his yeah. house down yeah. or something they, they were came like, into the house saw his dead wife right next to him and him laying on the ground she and like, like well, I'll take him to the nursing home yeah, yeah. anyways something something happened there um yeah they kind of yada yada through that but basically they you know they say you know if anyone knows how to kill him it's gonna be that guy so they all they, they resolve to make a plan to go and uh, contact Dan O'Grady or, or uh, talk to Dan O'Grady to figure out how they can kill the leprechaun. Uh, everyone tries to go after the car again. This time they pick the Jeep, which obviously has been running fine this entire time. I don't know why they uh, chose not to hit it in the first place. Um, the leprechaun uh, pops out from like under the side mirror. Um, and this is where they get that great bit where they've like brought a box of shoes out with them and they start throwing the shoes off like in the distance to distract him. Yeah, and he's just enamored. He can't like, resist. This he is, and this is resist. like the cultural legacy uh-huh. of, of leprechaun is this exact sequence. Like people mm-hmm. like YouTube search the word and they will, I guarantee you, most people know this scene about the movie than mm-hmm. anything else. It's mm-hmm. like we. No context. People throwing shoes at a man in a leprechaun costume, and Jennifer Aniston is like, <laughs> is "I there gotta too. get out of town." <laughs> yeah. Like that's what people think of when they think of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. They. Uh, yeah. So he's like frantically trying to like polish the shoes and stuff. He's like Jerry Brutus, like we said before. He can't. He can't resist them. Um, so yeah, they drive off. Uh, Tori drives off in the jeep uh, by herself. Um, like I said, I don't know why we didn't use the jeep. Yeah, before. Also, big question: Why didn't she take everyone with her? Yeah. They could what, have just, what's like, going to be accomplished off. by them staying? Yeah. Um, but this is where we also get some more. Uh, uh, leprechaun shenanigans on on wheels uh so he's like teleported behind the jeep and is like holding onto the bumper and wearing rollerblades roller <laughs> it's fucking awesome yeah. um which yeah. i'm assuming he also got from the collectible shop probably. yeah probably they were in the back of his whip yeah he really stocked yeah. up on on <laughs> props whenever he was uh i mean the back of it was full like when yeah. he drove off he had a bunch of junk yeah. in there so i'm sure he, he's like i'm gonna need he was planning ahead. i'm gonna need these rollerblades yeah. later this is gonna these are gonna come in handy um yeah he was like holding on to the back of the pick up but then i guess he loses control of it so he like flies off the road mm-hmm. it, like straight into a white picket fence and makes a perfectly like leprechaun shaped hole yeah and this like white chalk. picket fence <laughs> um and he like so we, yeah it's this little like slapstick gag and he like pops back out and he's you know shakes himself off dusts himself off and then rollerblades away i guess you know to chase after her again um so tori makes her way to the nursing home like the old folks home or whatever this facility um that has like the worst security in the entire world it's like one security guard like right up front who will not be woken up for anything like Mm -hmm. he doesn't hear her pull up and doesn't hear her you know rummaging around in front of him and i guess doesn't hear her screaming and running away like later in the Mm -hmm. scene um so she looks on this like registry and finds dan o'grady's name um and I guess, it's you know, room number. yeah, and she goes and starts to try to find the room uh, where he's located. Um, she pretty much like 
so we we start walking through the hallways and we get these like nice like uh like dutch angles kind of shots yeah. and stuff yeah where it's like they all do little... an amazing bit where it looks like the shadow of that leprechaun uh-huh. is like in a doorway waiting for her but it's like just shrubbery yeah just, just like that's actually a really with a rubbery glove it's on. really yeah. hard to do i mean i'm sure they had to stand there to make the shadow but like yeah. in in theory, if they didn't have them there, it would be like really hard to do. It's like make a leprechaun shadow. Yeah, like you have twenty minutes. Like, yeah, like just across. the equipment in the supply closet. That's yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, that'd be wild. Um, so after that, like fake scare, uh, Tori uh, makes her way down a hallway, and then I guess finds the room where Dan O'Grady is located. Um, she like walks up behind him, and we see yeah, he's 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 like in a wheelchair facing away from the door, um, in like you know this like plaid top and everything. Um, she starts trying to talk to him and uh she, he says you know i'll never tell you how to kill it uh and then turns around and big reveal it's the leprechaun mm-hmm. <laughs> dressed up um uh, i guess in a dan o'grady's clothes and in the wheelchair so she she turns and hightails it down the hallway and he proceeds to chase her in the wheelchair doing uh, the spe- it's all fast motion yeah. like sped up him but zooming apparently they i i think i read in the trivia that like he couldn't roll fast enough to like keep up with her to make it look transparent so jennifer Hennison <laughs> had to like run in slow motion while he was going at regular speed and the whole thing was sped up yeah, so, so she, she would looked... be running at normal speed and he would be <laughs> doing it at fast speed it's like what a wild Can you imagine idea. how fun that would be <laughs> also in a wild like i don't I, I wouldn't like i don't think they knew they were gonna do that until they got there and was like oh this doesn't work warwick <laughs> can't keep up we have to do Jennifer, can you do yeah. it in slow mo? Just let's just slow everything down. And true, like that's another example of she just went all out. Like mm-hmm. she didn't balk or like be like, I don't know, figure something else out. She just did it. Mm-hmm. Which is another example, like, yeah. She Genius. she gave it her all. Um so uh, he chases Tori to the elevator, um, like gets right up to her, but then she manages to like shut the door in time. We hear like what it's the noises that the wheelchair makes as he crashes into the elevator doors. Sounds like a car like crashing into mm-hmm. like a building or something. It like screeches to a halt, um, like he's hitting the brakes on it. Um, so, but she she's safe now in the elevator. But then this is where we get Dan O'Grady then bursts through the ceiling of the elevator and a silence of the lambs style like uh yeah he's covered in blood he's been you know you know mauled by the leprechaun i guess um but he He says i knew he'd come back yeah (laughs) um he's he's about to die but not before he delivers you know some really really important uh exposition and information to uh tori about how to kill the leprechaun he says you know the only thing you can do is is find a four-leaf clover um which will you know can once you once you touch the leprechaun with it you can kill him um so now that we have our we have our rules and our 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 goal um he he dies and uh jennifer anderson makes her way out of the uh the nursing home um and then drives back to the house in her red jeep what i love about this is this is also where the leprechaun on the highway is rolling down the highway in the wheelchair (laughs) just like falling ass yeah uh, and like I said, apparently the security guard uh, didn't wake up, and nobody had any questions about the death of one of their uh, tenants there at the uh, the nursing in home. the elevator. Yeah, <laughs> violently murdered. Yeah. Um, so uh, they get back to the house, and they find this like patch of uh, clovers, I guess. And this is it's an area that's like specifically lit up like neon green lights, as if Again. in a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, she starts rummaging around in the grass uh, for a four leaf clover. Um, then the leprechaun appears again. He says, little girls shouldn't look for four-leaf clovers. 
um, and he chases her into the forest. And I guess, you know, so she manages to get away right here. Um, and she sees the cop car, the flashing lights in the distance of the deputy that the, uh, the leprechaun killed earlier, earlier, um, runs up to it. And without even like looking at it immediately jumps in the driver's seat, of the car. Yeah. When she gets no response from anybody in the car, yeah. the driver's seat is empty. She just jumps in. Yeah. Into the driver's seat. And then promptly notices that there's a dead body next to her yeah of course <laughs> uh, so yeah the, the deputy that was killed by the by the leprechaun earlier uh is in the passenger seat the uh the leprechaun bursts out uh, up to the side of the car she grabs the billy club from the cop and shoves it into the leprechaun's eye mm-hmm. and you get um, that nice like squelching yeah, so, like, like you know it went in the socket yeah she gouges yeah. out his eyeball yeah. it was yeah like i said yeah and this is this seems like pretty gory too i was like this mm-hmm. is some of the more like the the more like body horror of the entire like movie but i respect um, them going for it oh like, yeah mm-hmm. if i'm gonna watch this movie i hope i hope someone gets like their eye gouged or something mm-hmm. you know yeah. in a way that like i'm watching a like makeup those makeup people work so hard on that stuff mm-hmm. too it's like it's a compliment to their craft mm-hmm. no it looked good too so yeah. like she she's gouged his eye out so leprechaun goes beast mode and like rips off the door of the police car uh gets into the you know the car and then digs into the face of the dead deputy and rips his eyeball out this was my favorite like yeah. violent replaces sequence. his gouged out eye with the 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 eyeball and delivers his his one lighter an eye for an eye um so at this point nathan appears out of nowhere and blasts the leprechaun again with a shotgun um this is where so he's been temporarily inconvenienced again Mm -hmm. um the leprechaun is like laying on the ground with like a dazed look on his face Mm -hmm. with eyes open um just kind of looking silly uh everybody runs back to the uh the neon green clover patch where they're gonna go look for shamrock some more um Alex starts, uh, so they're they're digging around in this clover patch trying to find a, a four-leaf clover. Um, Alex runs off uh, into the into the shed um, and says, "I'm gonna go gonna go get him." And he starts setting up a, a bear trap in there. Um, he has his I'm own plan. I'm not scared. He's having like a little inner monologue. Yeah. Poser. Yeah. yeah. Poser. yeah he's, trying, he's like, I'm not a fucking poser, man. I'm going to get him. Yeah. Um, but we see as he's like digging around trying to set up the bear trap, the, the leprechaun is like lurking overhead, watching from a raptor in the shed outside of the house. Um, this is where, yeah, like Tori gives up really easily. Like after yeah. not, like she in a they, matter of two minutes. Yeah. They, she's like, we're never going to find a fucking clover. I'll just give I, up. I, I actually don't blame her. I, I don't, this is like, you ever, have you ever tried like looking for a four leaf clover in a clover patch? They're just um, like, not in a life or death situation. <laughs> no, but there's like thousands of them. And you're like, it's like looking for a, like Waldo in a sea of Waldo. Also yeah. they could, like they could have just, could they not have filmed it in like an actual patch of clover? Because when they show it, it's, it's like just turf. green ground with like turf. Yeah. And then there's like clumps of clover just yeah. like sitting there. Like they ripped clover out of a field somewhere and just yeah. like set it there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know. It irked me a little bit. I can't nitpick these things, but that was yeah. one of them where I was like, that's not a clover. It patch. didn't seem like there was a that whole is lot of ground like... with clumps of clover yeah. thrown on it. It seems like there wasn't a whole lot of like set design effort put into like yeah. this well, I mean, little section. The vast majority of it on that property. I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. North Dakota. Yeah, they're out of money on at that point. Well, yeah. Like, we got it. Yeah, the poor production design team. That stuff always tr- like falls downhill. So mm-hmm. they they got like they kind of got I'm sure they got shafted. They're like this is the best we can do. They're like, "Well, mm-hmm. shoot it." I found some clover down the road and I ripped it out of the ground. <laughs> Literally. Like, I saved you money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is where we get like, yeah, it, it's funny too. Cause the way, yeah, the way they try to enhance it is by putting that green, green light, like on mm-hmm. top of it. 
Um, yeah, so, like, Tori's having this crisis where she's, like, given up very easily and is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, like, nihilist and defeatist and stuff. Um, this is where Ozzy's redemption comes. Yeah, Ozzy's, like, says, you, have to, you just have to believe. You have to believe that's going to happen, I guess. I don't know what, what the belief is, belief in herself. It's like a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. This is a very Christmassy moment yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden she pulls up a clump of grass and, uh, all, you know, there's a, there's a four leaf clover right mm-hmm. there. I love the, like, they do like a spotlight, like right on her hand, mm-hmm. like to show, they have to emphasize. That's how we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so back in the shed where Alex was setting up his like bear trap, uh, the leprechaun appears above him and finally delivers a, a top of the morning to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is where I also the whole fucking movie. I know. <laughs> Finally, uh, this is where I, I was like, man, yeah. The the macabre part of me, I was like, yeah, it'd be funny if he killed Alex right here. Just okay, <laughs> I, this is like I thought they were gonna do like a yeah. blowout climactic final. Like, cause mm-hmm. there's there's very little left in the movie to yeah. get to, right? We're like four yeah. characters. You're like, okay, someone point, might go, but a lot at, of them are at gonna this live. point. You could lose one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Alex is the one who's that. been kind of a jerk the whole movie. <laughs> You're like, I can do without Alex. He's dispensable. And, yeah, no, but like writing wise, ableist <laughs> poser, get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Writing wise, he is. He's like an expendable character. You could yeah. lose, and it, it like gives the characters the other. It puts some stakes on it, right? Like yeah. not not everyone's safe. Mm-hmm. But like the bear trap was my favorite. Like I for sure was like, please pull the trigger on this. Like I want to see the practical effects. I want to see a mm-hmm. bear trap like close on this kid's head. <laughs> like they set it up so well. It it was the one sequence where I was like, I love that they're he drawing did hold out him, the tension. Yeah, he was this. like holding him down to the bear trap. Yeah, so, that's so Alex what I was sets the bear too. trap, yeah. and then he wrestles the leprechaun, and the leprechaun is like, got the Get better of him, and is slowly it. pushing his head yeah. into a bear trap. So I'm like, yes, yes. Like, mm. I, I love that they're taking their time with it. This is like yeah. the exact beat to like slow down and, and have yeah. us like like but then it's 93 it. and child murder. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You could probably do it now. You could do it now for sure. Yeah. And make it look amazing. Like we were, yeah, we've seen Hereditary. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, but you can do that now. You exactly. You couldn't do it in 93. So that was my like, I was like, Because oh, they man. gave that character a lot of heart too. Yeah. So like, yeah. you give him this cute little kid, they're yeah. not going to let you do that. Um, but lucky for Alex, uh, everybody shows up at this point uh, mm-hmm. to his rescue. Um, here at this point, Ozzy uh, tells the leprechaun that the coin he's looking for is inside of his belly. He ate it, um, and he gets the leprechaun to chase after him. Mm-hmm. So Ozzy runs out of the shed, and the leprechaun runs after him. <laughs> so this is like I think my favorite point in this movie is like the leprechaun goes to chase after Ozzy, but on his way out of the shed, like in the doorway, Nathan and Tori are there. He just kicks Nathan in the shin <laughs> on his way out. <laughs> he's like running to chase Ozzy, but he's like, "Fuck you too." <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> um so they get out into like the yard in front of the prairie house uh and uh the leprechaun just starts fucking wailing on ozzy like at his face and stuff like tearing he up he takes his buckle mm-hmm. off and starts slicing yeah. his fucking face open dude. that was like some, that's like it's, prison rules yeah, yeah dude. it's fucking yeah it's, it's like, like a yard a, shit. it's like a razor blade yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the leprechaun is wailing on Ozzy, but then all of a sudden from behind, uh, Alex appears and he has his slingshot that he had at the very beginning of the movie. And he says, Hey, Lep, fuck you, Lucky Charms. <laughs> Shoots the slingshot well, that has the. His, he takes bubble gum. Yeah. He spits his gum out, puts wraps the, the clover, clover around got it, it, and then slingshots it. <laughs> Right into his mouth, which I yeah. kind of love. That, that was amazing. That was, yeah. was yeah. the best part. Yeah, good like, way to end it. That was a great way to kill off a leprechaun. So now that the leprechaun has ingested the four leaf clover, he starts to like disintegrate like a mm-hmm. gremlin. We get a really cool like practical oozy, yeah. like you said, like a Cronenberg like yeah. melty effect. Um, he like melts down to his like skeleton thing. Um, 
And he's laying right up against the edge of the well. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Conveniently um, placed. Yeah, so uh, basically Nathan walks back, walks up to him, bashes him with a shotgun and knocks him, uh, or they knock him into the well. Literally the one time it's the easiest to shoot the leprechaun. Yeah. And he yeah. uses like, the stock the other yeah, side of right? the to knock him back. Like, um, priorities are backwards in there. <laughs> Uh, this is where, uh, yeah, so then Nathan dumps a whole bunch. I guess there's, you know, lighter fluid just lying. Or I guess it's probably gas, maybe, for one of the cars It was the gas yeah. can from the back of the Jeep. There yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, he gets the gas can from the back of the Jeep, uh, dumps the gas into the uh, the well, and you got to end this movie with an explosion, and that's what they do. They drop <laughs> a fucking... Yeah. Like, they just fucking blow it up. Yeah. Like, it, like it was fucking dynamite. Yeah. yeah it was not <laughs> gasoline. It yeah. wasn't a slow... We're not talking slow burn. No. Like, it just, erupts. It's yeah. like yeah. proto-Michael Bay, like, yeah. everything As goes. if they hadn't fucked up their little house on the prairie set I enough. Know. <laughs> We're just absolutely, like, set. massive explosion. Well. Yeah. In yeah. Um, so, at this point, yeah, we can, we can assume the leprechaun is dead, maybe. Um, someone really should have called the cops at this point. Um, well, and then the cops finally show they up. They do show right. up. It's like, yeah, once the, I guess the sun comes out and it's daytime and the cops do show up. Um, we get this little, like, voiceover from the leprechaun. I guess his spirit is carrying forward. And, from uh, the hole yeah. where the explosion happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, gotta send up, gotta set up that sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is I funny. mean, that's almost like a Halloween yeah. uh, reference too, right? Because mm-hmm. at one... Now, I haven't watched the Halloween flicks in a long time, but yeah. at one point, he... Gets, Michael Myers gets shot like several times and falls down into a hole, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, and he, then there's like a fire, but he survives, and then later yeah. he like crawls out of it. Mm-hmm. I heard a great joke. They call him like Michael John Wick Myers, especially <laughs> after the last <laughs> Halloween. Oh my god! Because there's yeah. all those scenes where you're like, how is this guy not dead? Yeah, yeah, and there's, I mean, so there's, yeah, in, in the intervening like sequels, there's some stuff about that he's like cursed and like you mm-hmm. know can stay alive forever, but um, yeah, he does. He, in the 2018 one, he gets trapped in a basement and burnt. Presumably burnt alive, burnt alive, but that doesn't really happen. Uh, in Which Halloween is the one, the new one, the yeah. new Halloween's like the, yeah. the the most recent one is this great fucking sequence yeah. where they go like the fire department comes mm-hmm. and Jimmy Lee Curtis is like don't put out the fire, yeah, and they like and you yeah. know they like set it up because it's a, like a burning log cabin. He just whips out this giant ass saw like yeah. I gotta free people, and you're mm-hmm. like someone's gonna get murdered, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's the end of Leprechaun. We get that voiceover, uh, and that, the, that so closes this treasure of a 1993 filmmaking. Um, yeah, so first, like you said, you enjoyed watching this. I mean, I, I enjoy like watching this fucking movie. It's it's a silly, yeah. dumb movie, it but was it's, fun. yeah, yeah. It's, it's so fun. Oh, without a doubt. Um, do you think this is scary at all? Does it warrant talking about like? Other the than actual like actual scare factor, yeah. Um, other than like some of the gore. I mean, there is like technical. I mean, but it's campy gore yeah. even. So I don't. Even I, that, I, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even give it a rating necessarily mm. on the scare, on the scare scale. Yeah. Mark Jones um, himself says that this is one that he like, yeah, kids can enjoy it. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like one of the points. It's like yeah, it's, it's, it's technically a horror movie, but like it's very stealthy. Yeah, yeah. I think that too. That like I would read a book. I don't know if I would read it as horror, but I I want an expert. I'm not one to tell me like mm-hmm. how camp and horror. Like how can those two things be so closely related? Because this isn't the mm-hmm. first. It's not. It's not the first of its kind. Like it's playing mm-hmm. in a pool of like other movies that also acknowledge maybe unintentionally turned out that way but also is in that the way that cult horror can be is like if they were just like we're gonna make it violent but also funny Mm -hmm. like what's the through line there yeah what brings those two together is it the contrast or is there something about like i just want like an expert psychologist to explain that to me because it's it's a it's a very like recurring phenomenon yeah Mm -hmm. i guess it's like and the other thing about it is like the the disarming nature of having like camp and stuff where it's like 
when you're dealing with horror, it sort of like it, it's almost like it, it takes the edge off of it, right? And so it's like having it be like sillier or like you know it it, it makes it so that it's not as as jarringly like horrifying and well, stuff. It, it makes it more accessible. Yeah, like, that's especially definitely part of it. Money wise, that's the yeah. the main reason they do right. it is like we can stealth in but a bunch psychologically, of psychologically there are probably yeah some other and then like you know within the yeah nowadays art form. too like there, there's such a culture about it now mm-hmm. like it, it's its own like um, like in crowd almost like the mm-hmm. horror community there's like the the cult horror community inside like like i said mm-hmm. like micro genres mm-hmm. or like weird like it's about a budget mm-hmm. more than it is about like a, a content but like the thing that i think is worth remembering or taking note of too is we've seen other filmmakers try and do cult or comedy like like Velocipaster and like all this stuff. Like it's a thing. Like people do it intentionally now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sharknado. But like the things, yeah, Sharknado's, the the only way they work is if the people take their, their stuff seriously. Right. The mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't work as far as modern cult horror or stuff that seems dysfunctional is stuff that like makes fun of itself or is like, I'm like, look how dumb this is. Mm-hmm. Right. When it's like the whole point is that these people like poured their heart and soul into this and we're all like, this is wild. I yeah. Don't, like, how did we get there's There's a very thin line to walk yeah. there where it's like, yeah, it's not necessarily, it's like taking it seriously, but then it's, uh, I think speaking generally more about like, like you're talking about the trend in, in horror, you know, since, you know, the 60s and 70s, I think the idea is essentially that like it, the artwork, you know, this is evidence of, of the art form, you know, becoming aware of itself. Yeah. And then like, just like everything in film, particularly where it's, you know, it's a genre, it's, it's an art form that is, is so dependent on its relationship with the zeitgeist and with the public consciousness where it's like we have experience with film and we know what we expect from movies so you're constantly doing this like balancing act of like this is what people expect from a campy horror or this is what people expect from this and then how do we like subvert expectations but then also lean into them right uh, and you know uh, and I, I, my mm-hmm. personal theory is the ones that succeed mm-hmm. the most are the ones that don't care like at all about any yeah. of that they're like mm-hmm. we're here to tell our story right. and do it the best we can yeah and I think mm-hmm. it, like having that method of really respecting the art form yeah. without you don't have to like point out how campy it is or how right. silly or it is. Or lean on those conventions. Just do it yeah. and let the audience pick. Like, you don't yeah. have to be like, ha, look at us. Look at this dumb shit mm-hmm. we just did. Yeah. Just do it. Exactly. Although and I would like, say... we'll figure it out. Your yeah, general yeah. audience will figure it out. You don't have to, like, ruin yeah. it for everything. Yeah, I will yeah. say that there are uh, elements that, like, especially, so thinking about, like, the Wes Craven movies and stuff, like, you know, Scream and these, these these movies where there there is a good way to do that, you know, like to present that meta, you know, self-awareness in a movie mm-hmm. that works. But we have seen examples of it, like you're talking about in recent times, especially where it's like you you get like self-awareness and it's like, well, you can't just use that as an excuse for bad writing. Like, yeah, it's more exactly. Like, yeah. it, like the, yeah. it can't and the joke can't be that it's meta. Like yeah. even Scream takes its murders mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah. Even if it takes everything else like comically. Yeah. And you, so like you can be the butt of your to, own joke. They have like, to treat the horror seriously yeah. or else it all falls. Like it all just feels like they're making fun of something mm-hmm. and then it kind of yeah. then it people you, get different reactions and one to, of them is them being like oh you're making fun of me yeah because i like this stuff and you're making fun of how people view yeah. this stuff you have to veil that self-awareness yeah enough that it doesn't seem like too pointed mm-hmm. yeah like and, pointing and at that's like a, that's a yeah. good note like about a lot of things is like yeah. you can be self-aware <laughs> but you cannot be above 
your own material. Because mm-hmm. then you just seem pretentious. Exactly. Yeah. You lose it's your like, audience. Why did you even make this movie then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for money. But yeah. yeah. And right. that being said, so <laughs> talking about money, uh, so this one, uh, so like we talked about earlier, the budget for this movie, not even over a million dollars. So it was, uh, I think we said 800, I think it was 900,000. 900,000. Yeah. 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 So in 1992. Um, so the movie ended up making $8.2 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. Easily made its money back, you know, tenfold. Which um, they dropped it in January, which is another dead exactly. season for movies. Yeah. They, like nobody releases movies from January through mm-hmm. March because Except it's like Jim school Henson, is right? back. So <laughs> well, it's usually all the all the Oscar movies. Well, it came out probably late December. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Well, well Henson's it's Christmas. Movie. Day, yeah, Muppet yeah. Christmas. Right, right, but right. It, that's what they're fighting against is yeah. like the trail the off six from week run all the of, Christmas movies, yeah. mm-hmm. all the Oscar movies, mm-hmm. and so it's like it's a dead season typically for movie like yeah. for dropping movies. So like you can kind of tell when a studio releases a movie in January. Yeah. They'll, uh, uh, they'll just like getting a little hiss there there we yeah, go thank you um, nice. but yeah, if they drop it in January they don't have a lot of faith in it yeah they're like we don't know if we'll make our money back yeah so we'll put it in a slot where maybe no one will see it which is kind of funny because it's called, it's almost affirma- like confirmation yeah. bias but then their marketing hit exactly yeah so clearly it worked mm-hmm. there was yeah. enough of a void there that that was what people wanted to go see yeah, yeah. but that's the thing too about um, like Leprechaun if you go look at marketing materials they took their horror the horror part of this seriously yeah and sold the hell out of the horror mm-hmm. which I'm sure was like the, the the thing that pushed them over some of those leaps was like getting people in, in the theaters they thought like this is gonna be like really Legitimate freaking weird really scary. Yeah, yeah we've had like Critters and we've had uh, Chucky like mm-hmm. we've had these things where like we didn't think a doll could be scary and now we are so like what else could be scary yeah and they get to like yeah. they get those butts well, and seats. See, and like then... my fiance Courtney didn't even know that this movie existed. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Yeah. She, yeah. And she was like, "There's a horror movie about leprechauns." Oh and I my said, god. Exactly. There's <laughs> several. Like that's there's there actually are, yeah. arguably too many. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and they just got lucky. I think they yeah. banked on that a little bit. You know? Yeah. And they could. There's no way they could have known that Jennifer Aniston would blow up like she mm-hmm. did. But that is like I think that's ninety percent of yeah, why. Yeah. A they lot even, of things yeah. came. It's like, lightning came, in a bottle. It really to work is for this film. It's a goofy movie, but the whole thing is lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's like the holy grail of indie film producers. It's like mm-hmm. you make something just like goofy and off the wall. And and one of your stuff, one of your leads becomes a, a star. Yeah. People the just start loving it. Yeah. Because talking about like, especially so the impact that Jennifer Aniston's, you know, career in the long run would have on this film like the other side of this is this you know coming out in the 1993 um the vhs sales for this movie the dvd sales yeah fucking it made a couple other million dollars on top of the uh, the box office which just at that the, point is like part of the end game it is the yeah. end game is really to sell mm-hmm. vhs copies mm-hmm. yeah. dvd copies at this later. time especially yeah. yeah well especially because half of those are going to uh at the time rental stores too mm-hmm. yeah because I, I remember seeing that shit on the shelf mm-hmm. at Blockbuster. You see, like, all of them lined up in a row, like, yeah. all the yeah. leprechauns. All and you're like, there are six of these. Why do they make six? And I have to watch all of them. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to go rent Ratchet and Clank from the video game yeah. section. <laughs> Man, I'll cry about that later. I miss Good those times. days. Yeah, Good me times. Too. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any uh, movies or shows you've been seeing lately that you think people should watch or not watch? Uh, I, I did finally get to go see Batman yeah. last night. Obviously, I feel like... do it. Yeah, like, just see it. Go see um, Batman. Go see. You if know, you haven't seen Batman, if you've seen it, go see it again. It's fucking. I don't it's, know. Good. It's great. You know, there's a few things that I think anybody could maybe find a few qualms, but overall, yeah. I prepare it your phenomenal. butts. It's a little long. It is yeah. pushing three hours. My cheeks a were a little movie. sore. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. I bet we could we could spend another hour talking about Batman probably, but that's yeah. a different oh, podcast. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, besides Batman, uh, have I seen anything that I don't recommend? 
Well, I so I have seen. I I was thinking about this after our last conversation because uh-huh. I didn't think I didn't plan at all. Uh, but there is a movie I'm like trying to champion. I saw it uh, or midsummer, like in the middle of the summer. I should probably not use that word in a horror podcast. <laughs> yeah. but I saw it in the middle of the summer. It's like it's like a Brazilian film called uh, King Car, Caro Rey. Huh. Um, and so people probably are more familiar with like Titan, the mm-hmm. Julia Ducournau film. I hope I said that right. About like a this crazy story, but mm-hmm. King Car is like a Brazilian. Um, similar themes but I like it was a movie I watched and it was like so thematically resonant mm-hmm. it's about this like uh, car that um, like a young boy kind of picks like his he can talk to cars this young boy <laughs> can talk to cars and uh, he like talks to his family's taxi who like coaches like takes care of him throughout his mom and dad's divorce mm-hmm. and then when he's like a teenager they salvage the car the taxi um, and end up like building this car out he gets his uncle who's a mechanic who is also like somewhere the character is on the spectrum or has like something that's not diagnosed so related but they like build this car out and so like the the sentient car who can only talk to this one character is like slowly becoming more and more powerful more alive and it's at the same time like city politics the the like the mayor bans all of the cars that are exactly like that um in the name of like (laughs) Uh, carbon emissions it's like it's about like greenwashing it's about like urbanism versus ruralism like um like definitely some class struggles yeah yeah and it's all about like a car that comes to life and murders people and like it inspires a car revolt i'm (laughs) not kidding and it's just like the most gonzo thing i've ever like i've seen all year and i like cannot stop recommending it to people because i'm like I was like blown away. I, I left it and I was like, I think I learned something. Like there was a moral <laughs> debate. Yeah. Like everything about it worked for me on did so I, many levels. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, it's such a small, but it's like a middle of nowhere, like out of nowhere indie horror from Brazil that I'm like trying to find where the heck is Caro it? Caro Ray? Yeah. King Car yes. is often what it's called. And it, it like, I, I shouted them out on Twitter and the writer like retweeted me and nice. I was just like I hope it's always good to see I want to be your friend yeah. yeah yeah it's so fascinating yeah. so so fascinating that will go on my list without it's, a doubt if I if I ever find out like the moment I find out where it is because I bet you it'll go on Shutter or something mm-hmm. is I will like tell everyone yeah and I, since we had that last conversation I was like I people need to know mm-hmm. um, so I saw that and I saw Coda on apple tv which mm. i love like I've, I've always wanted to learn sign language i don't personally know it but it's just reaffirmed everything i know is like sign language is everything about that movie <laughs> is something awesome. I, yeah I need about to, that community. everyone yeah. should see coda just to understand how communication is like so different and so interesting mm. i recommend it uh, it's a little sappy it's like a family yeah. drama and people okay sing with that. Okay with sugar. Yeah. yeah but like those two movies were like i was like i gotta get that on the podcast <laughs> um <laughs> those two both just make me think of First makes me think of rubber. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, there's like rubber influences. Yeah, and the second makes me think of the sound of metal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which so, both of those movies are definitely must watches for me. Too. Oh my god! Speaking sound of, of sound of metal, that leads me to my uh, recommendation. Mogul so Mogul? yeah, exactly. The, uh, on HBO recently, they put uh, Mogul Mogul, which was actually yeah, we saw that at uh, Oakland. Well, Festival. you saw it. I, I was saw working. it. Yeah, um, back in uh, yeah, twenty years. I'm still bummed. I actually haven't seen it, but everybody it's on H- loves it. It's on HBO now, so definitely mm. it's okay. Oh, so yeah, sweet. Riz Ahmed uh, plays a, uh, a Pakistani English rapper um, who can who develops a um, a um, uh, an autoimmune disease uh, and begins losing like 
control of his like bodily faculties and everything. Isn't it like so, based on a real story or something? I, I can't. I don't know if it's based you're on. You're the one who saw it. I know. I saw it. But I, I, I the movie itself is fucking amazing, <laughs> but I can't remember if it's based they, on any truth or I not. I think that um, director is the one they hired to direct Blade. Okay. Yeah, the guy who did Mogul Mowgli is going to direct the new Blade oh, with Mahershala Ali. I think. Yeah, because that movie, that movie is yeah, it hits everything. You know, like we talked about, you know, from like identity politics to like you know personal familial yeah. relationships, his relationship with his dad and everything, and then also Riz Ahmed, just like just like in Sound of Metal, the dude is a fucking musician. He can play yeah. drums, and he, he, he that movie it starts with a sequence of him rapping for like five minutes, and it's earth shattering it's mm. fucking amazing so definitely it's on hbo now um Sweet. definitely watch that you know if you have hbo while it's false free and stuff i've been dying to watch that yeah it's a good one um so hey uh next week we're um this week uh the new film from ty west comes out uh mm-hmm. x uh nice. features kid cuddy uh Brittany snow and stuff uh it's, it looks fucking awesome so we're gonna try to see that in theaters um get together and have a conversation about it if we can mm-hmm. uh so y'all definitely go check that out in theaters and then listen to us talk about it uh mm-hmm. guys anything else i think that's all i got cool man. yeah we talked for a while yeah, Keep it awesome. scary. Yeah, beans. scary Sunday scaries on Instagram. Scary Sunday scaries on Patreon. Uh, hang out, tweet, talk, message me. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, bye guys. All right, bye. Sunday scaries.